Good evening, everyone. Off the Ropes, Episode 8. Night of Champions, an AEW Double or Nothing preview show. That's a mouthful, fellas. We've got lots to talk about tonight. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here, along with the entire Off the Ropes gang tonight for the first time ever. We've got Brandon Ogden, Kyle Owens, Jeremy Hubbard, and Matt Diggs. Fellas, welcome. Tell you, we're going to run out of room pretty soon. <laughs> well, we talked about last week, uh, Jeremy. You weren't here with us. We... It's like the Brady Bunch, you know, we just, you know, keep growing. We might have, you know, nine squares at some point. It's, uh, it's awesome to have all the uh, opinions. And uh, we've missed yours the last few weeks, Jeremy. Well, I, you know, I thought about that a few times uh, last week when, when I wasn't here and, and thinking about, uh, you know, I, somebody has to keep KO in line, and I wasn't here to do it. And so I think that's probably what you missed more than anything, right? No, listen, y- you didn't have to keep me in line. Oh, professor over there kept me in line. So uh, we, we, I, somebody's always got to keep me in line. I stole your bit. <laughs> I, I don't even know who you are, and I'm stealing your bit. That's why I was asking you off the air what your bit is, so I can give it back to you. You know, I, I, I guess it's protecting Ko from 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 Brett and Brandon. But uh, we can. I guess it's listen. He does it enough on his own that he may need both of us anyway. So it'll work out. <laughs> Especially tonight, he's like he's uh he's sideways. I don't know what this is. Uh, be doing with this Look, one. I could I could do it like this the whole time, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to hold my phone. And I'm not doing that. I oh. could do it up. I could do it upside down, but then when I set it down, it cuts me off. So, yeah, That's we're really right. just kind of giving an insight to what it's in. What's it like inside of his head? That yeah, could be it. it, could be it. <laughs> so, I, I know we're going to talk about the two shows, um, but it's been a few weeks since we've talked, fellas, and something that I want to bring up that's been announced since we were on the air what do y'all think about the AEW collide saturday show um that's something that they've announced uh what do you guys think about that i mean as an AEW fan i like it uh you know they have a lot of guys who haven't been being used i mean i think they they used miro on the show the other night to help you know promote that or whatever but I think guys like him, Andrade, some of those guys, obviously, if, if Punk is back in the mix or not, who really knows what the heck I, I believe he's going to be, and this is all just kind of more of the same, you know, thing they've been going through. But I think having having options, having places for those guys to be is good. Rampage is, is – I mean, it's another hour for them, right, but it's bad, and they, they haven't utilized it maybe the way they should have. But I think it's a great thing. They've got the talent to do it, I think. I'm worried, very, very, very worried about this third show. I I mean, there was a point where, you know, going back a couple of years where AEW Dark and Elevation were actually fun to watch. They had some storylines kind of just on that. And then I I guess with the focus on Rampage, you could kind of see Dark just basically being, you know, jobber matches and squash matches with very little. I mean, they they had a little bit. You saw the Matt Hardy, uh, you know, storyline with Ethan Page kind of happen over the – that was about it. And I bet that was more Matt Hardy driven. Like, I want to do a story. Here's what we're going to do. And Tony God was probably like, yeah. But if you remember the whole – when Acclaimed got in trouble for the the battle rap with uh, Julia Hart, you know, he said he's going to – you know, he's going to make sure that uh, AEW Dark, he's going to be, you know, doing every little bit of it. And as you mentioned, Jeremy, Rampage isn't, you know, that great as of these days. And now we're going to add another two hours. I'm, I'm re- really worried about storylines and, and how they're going to make it entertaining for five hours for the storylines. I think they've diluted the product, project, product too, too much unless they do some sort of brand split, which is, again, kind of a WWE knockoff at that point. 
I, I just think, and you're right, and don't get me wrong, the hour has not been used the right way. And I don't think it's because they don't have the the people to do it and the storyline time to do it. I mean, 120 minutes for some of the stories, they put a lot into their stories. I mean, I think that's one thing we can all agree about them that we kind of like is that they seem to build a little bit more than what Vince and, and Tripp are doing. But I, I think that, I don't know. I mean, I, I you're right. They have diluted it at this point. I think two hours, it's going to be very key what they do early. Are they going to utilize those guys like Nero and if it's Punk back or whoever? A guy like Sammy Guevara, who now is in this pillar deal, right? But before that, even if you watched All Access, and some of you may have or some of you may haven't, he, he was even frustrated with his lack of usage. So I think that if they will book it right and they will do it right, I think it could be a good thing. But you're right. If they use it like Rampage, um, it, it could be a disaster. I, I think it's I think it's a good idea on paper. My problem is t- Tony Khan needs to hire a writing team. He needs to stop trying to be creative for everything. He's creative for Dynamite, for Rampage. Now it's going to be for Collision. He's stretching himself too thin. It's just not. I, I, that's where I'm worried about Matt. The same thing you're worried about, like the the over dilution of the product. Like I think I think it could be a good show. I think if they do a a brand split, kind of like Raw and SmackDown do, have your Dynamite roster and your Collision roster, it gets the Miros, the Andrades, the Thunder Roses. It gets them on TV. That's great. How are you going to use them on TV? Is it going to be something I can sink my teeth into, or is they just going to be going out there and doing random matches? Um, I, I don't know how much y'all have read in about this CM Punk stuff with AEW, but um, the, one of the reports I heard was CM Punk, this is going to be his show. Collision is going to be his show because apparently he can't work with the elite or some vice versa. Either way, if that's why you're doing a brand split, that's dumb. Uh, it, let's let's work together. Let's be grown. Let's make some money. But I I do on the on the premise of the idea of having another show, it being the SmackDown to WWE's Raw or you know Collision being that to Dynamite. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because I don't know how Tony Khan's gonna make this work. But I'm optimistic cautiously. And I know it's hard, is- but I wish they could spread their week out more. I mean, because we're gonna have, it's it's all gonna be that back half of the week. I know, like, they don't want to compete with Raw and whatever. But but now you're going to have this other show. Now it's going to be on the same night as a premium live event from WWE, you know, once a month. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how that works out. But I just wish they'd spread their week out a little bit more. Yeah, my, my thinking on this, guys, and and y'all y'all hit all good points. I think and we're all in agreement. If they m- make the storylines good and, and the builds good, we like this because we like AEW, what they're doing. But if it's more of just, you know, more matches, just to have matches, which I think, I, and I feel like uh, I don't watch Rampage a whole lot, but I feel like that's what Rampage is. It's not as much storytelling. It's just there's good matches on there, but they don't mean anything. So if they do the same thing with Collision, then it's going to be another Rampage. And it's going to be like, oh, let's just watch Dynamite and then forget the rest of the week of AEW. And but the so, thing with Rampage, at least, it's, it's, I mean, it's just one hour. So it's just like, hey, it's three good matches, and you know you're going to get and it, you didn't waste much time, whether it's good or bad, because it's just an hour and it's it's quick action. I mean, like because they they start in the ring, so it's like right when it starts, you're getting a good match. It's gonna be a good match to start and a pretty good match at the end, and then a kind of filler match in the middle. But it's just a quick hour. That's but if you're doing a two hours like that, then it could get a little little uh, sketchy. Well, that's that's the issue I have with Rampage. One, my issue with Rampage is it's taped. It's not live. So you got spoilers that come out. 
Majority of the time. Majority of the time, it, yeah, yeah. It's taped and, and not live. I think you need to have it live so you don't have spoilers come out. And it, and it has – the other thing I don't like about Rampage is – and I know Excalibur says it, or JR says it, the fastest hour in pro wrestling. Nothing is given time to breathe on Rampage. It's one thing into the next, one thing into the next. Like, let when the match finishes, let me see the guy celebrate. And then let's maybe do a backstage segment or a vignette or something before we go into the next match. But it's just rapid fire. And I'm just, I, I don't like yeah, it. they run down to the ring. They run down to the ring, I think. <laughs> well, it's just I, was so watching, fast, I, I don't like it. I'm behind, I was behind a little bit. So I was watching one yesterday and like Julia Hart was like on the ramp celebrating her win. And uh, Orange Cassidy's already coming out like this music. And he like crosses her to his music and she's doing her dark face with to Orange Cassidy's music. And it's kind of weird. And the funny thing is, it's taped. They could edit that out better. Like, they don't even have to. They, but they, you've, you've been there. They rush it in person, right? I mean, like, so I don't even doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's what I say. I went to what, you know, like the last one we went to, it was a taped rampage. But the one uh, Matt and I was at last May, it was a live rampage. And then they taped uh, Battle of the Belts after. So it was a little different. But yeah, so we actually saw a live rampage. And it was, but then that was a really good rampage because it was like, the one match was uh, Adam Cole against Hangman, <laughs> but 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 and so when they when they do a live rampage, they give you really good product, but they don't do it like you said they don't do it often. But most time it's tape. But really, when's the last time you've we've added something to the wrestling landscape that's a second or a third or a fourth thing and it's worked? I mean, you know, you think of WCW and them adding Thunder dilution of product uh smackdown even to a certain extent i mean they had to split the brands to get that to work because that was too much when it was all one brand you know they the, because the storylines were invested in that's what we want to see you know and and so having that on monday and having that on thursday or friday or whatever day smackdown was on at any given point just did not work and, and, and i'm worried this is going to be the same thing that you're gonna to have to have some sort of brand split ko you mentioned how immature that is and how we're just going to be watching this knowing kind of that back all access thing with that and it's just going to be i think going to be chaotic i, I think it could end up I, I know they're going to get a big paycheck out of it but i just think it's going to end up being bad for the wrestling fans and you, and you talk about that, what it could be. Um, another rumor before we go on to the next segment, the the Max deal. Could this be where there are premium live events for you guys that, that are, you know, would have to pay for those kind of things? I have my own way of watching it. Uh, but uh, is that where we're going, do you think, where Max takes the AEW premium live events and puts them on their platform now? So you have just subscribed kind of like a Peacock type uh, format. Do you think that's where it's going? It'd be smart on their part. I mean, that that's the future. Get as much of these things. You know, you're, you're seeing all these niche things. You know, Paramount Plus has Liga Soccer or whatever random thing. And, you know, they just keep putting different things on the different packages. So this would, this would create a value-added element because there are rabid fans who want to see this. And in their head, they're going to be saving money. I mean, I don't know how the WWE has, you know, mentally justified the gymnastics of they used to get 50 bucks a pay-per-view and now – Five ninety nine, you can get Peacock. I mean, they're they're taking a financial hit. So, but it, it probably creates you know value for the Peacock brand, and, and that's why they do it. And I assume Max has the same theory as far as that goes. Could you imagine paying fifty dollars for a WWE pay per view now, though? I, would, <laughs> I, 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 I tell you this much: 
I wouldn't pay fifty bucks for Night of Champions coming up this weekend. Would you? Pay, I, would you? Would you pay five alone? Would it be enough to get you to get Peacock alone? If, if you I didn't already have it. have it, right? So I'm saying, would you? No. Would you get, absolutely. If, no. So to me, that the the, the economics there, they were not going to give fifty. I mean, the way that that even even Brett just mentioned it between me and him, we can watch any pay per view in the world, and I'm not paying a dime. Well, I'm paying for it, but not to them, right? So it's. They they know that was going to happen. They Peacock, yes, they're losing money, but they were going to lose even more money when people started streaming those things for free, right? So might as well get the the deal they have with Peacock now. I get it, and so it you know that's just that's just simple. What's going on and everything? I mean, that's any kind of football league, baseball league, basketball league. That's happening. People are getting access to it in different ways now. It's, you're going to lose money if you don't change, and so uh, that that's probably the future. That they need to do it. They might as well get a little bit out of it while they can. Do we think they add some extra events with this instead of their basically they had like their four or five a year with these little other specials? Do we think they maybe sprinkle in some more premium events with that deal? I hope not. Yeah. yeah I hope not either. That was my, my initial thought. I think that the, the reason why we enjoy those events so much, they build as well as they do is because there's not something every month, right? Like, WrestleMania ends, you got three weeks to build a backlash. That's how you get Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. And then you got to turn around and go again. And that's how we get a rush Lesnar versus Cody thing. I mean, so uh, I appreciate what they do. They're going to, I mean, we're going to see them rush through this summer more than we have with anything when they go this weekend with Double or Nothing. And then they're going to have, uh, you know, the two shows this summer uh, with Wembley and the other one. So they're going to be pretty quicker than normal this summer. I'm interested to see how they pull that off. But I don't think they need to add more. But they're treating Wembley like it's a, a pay-per-view type event, obviously. But if like this one was like a few weeks, like the main event, like when it was announced, if it was like happening three weeks from when it was announced, be like, oh, it's good. Wrestlers will be fun to watch. But now they've had time to build a story, and now you've got some emotional investment in why these four guys are facing each other. At first, it's like, oh, it's gonna be a fun match, bunch of spots and everything. But now they're they've been able to build a story towards it. That whole card's got a bunch of cool stories with it now. And that's why I trust them. You know, that's why the two-hour thing, I'm a little more optimistic probably than some people are because I just trust what they've done and how they do it. That if anybody can pull it off, you know, I heard, I read this week or last week one, it's just a sign of maturity for them that's happened a lot faster than we thought that they were going to get that extra two hours. Five hours of TV is a long time for a company that hadn't been around relatively long compared, you know, compared to most. So uh, I, I just – I trust them. I've said this to these guys before. I trust what, what AEW does and kind of their – so far, they've earned that trust from me, and they haven't blown it. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out with the two hours and the max and all that kind of stuff. And Tony, if he can play it right, but Kayla's right; he's got to get some help. You know, we saw the on All Access. If you saw it, he had a, basically a, a eleven by eighteen sheet of paper that he had handwritten everybody's path on for the next few months. I'm like, dude, you, you know, it's 2023, by the way. Uh, use a computer or something. But you're right; he needs help. <laughs> Come on. Business-wise, the dude knows what he's doing, but but he's going to get himself in a bind if he doesn't get help on the wrestling side. But KO, don't we get like aren't aren't we like getting burned out on wrestling at at, at this point? I mean, you know, you're you're thinking of five hours of WWE, and that's not including NXT. We're going to have five hours of AEW, not including Ring of Honor, and they already had to kill Dark and and Dark Elevation with that plus the premium live events, for me, I love wrestling, and it's getting too much of a time commitment at this point. Well, I mean, 
Yes, I agree. But at the same time, if I'm watching compelling television, then I'll sit and I'll watch. It's like a favorite TV show that you binge, binge watch on Netflix or something. Like if it's compelling, I'll sit there and watch it all day. But if it's just, for example, like Monday Night Raw, if it's one of those, then I'll just skip through it. Like then then it's not consuming too much time because I'm just skipping through it. Hey, Kyle, how that. long? How long did the did the uh, did Raw go before there was an actual match? Did you actually know? It wasn't I mean, it was, I mean, long, it wasn't. It was a pretty long it was time. Probably, it was probably 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't was too still, bad. Was he still watching when they got to a match? Is the question. <laughs> yeah, because the first match was Ricochet and uh, Matt's favorite Bronson Reed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just noticed that's that's part of it. Like Raw. I know we talked about it one week. There was, you know, only thirty minutes of wrestling, but there's it's there's so much time, but they don't use it for actual matches and building up people. There's, I mean, it's like you know, entrance. Cody had three. How many entrances did Cody have? Three entrances? I don't know. None. Um, he didn't have any. He actually didn't have any because he got beat up at the start of the show by Brock. Then he came out when Brock called him out it, to no music. It felt like he did. I don't know. He, he was he was in the whole show. He was on TV a lot, but he never had one. We never got to go, whoa! We didn't get to do that. Yeah, you were you waiting did. on him. You, yeah, you did. You know you did. I, I did it, but the crowd <laughs> didn't get to do it. That crowd, by the way, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, garbage. They didn't pop for nothing, which I can't blame hey, them because the show But you know garbage. what they did, dude? They, they, they booed uh, Dominic Mysterio. Yes. Well, yes. They can do that. Yes. <laughs> That's he's got one of the biggest heel heats that I've heard in a long time. It's it's kind of I mean I would never have believed it if you'd have told me that you know a year ago. But he's actually like his character wise, his ring his ring work still needs work, but his characters. I mean him and Rhea, it's it's one of the better things that they've done. Mm. Mm. That says a lot, by the way. I know. I'm, I, I'm not a Dom fan. In case you haven't noticed, I. I'm not a Dom fan, but for him to be the guy that's getting the heat is. But you have to admit his character, though his character, yeah, absolutely. He is, I mean, heel wise, I mean, it's it's pretty out one up there. Um, okay, putting him, with, putting him with 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 the Judgment Day was part. I mean, it, it it worked anyway. That's a whole other story. But they, yeah, they did it right. So so let's talk Night of Champions first, um, since it is the the first event. It's going to be Saturday afternoon. I'll be doing some baseball on Saturday afternoon, so I'll be I probably won't catch this live. Um, so I'll watch it later and I may or may not skip through some of Don't it. Don't look at my more. Twitter. Oh, Mute you're, you're supposed to, uh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be doing a, I'll be doing the game with Keith. We'll be at, in white house, Texas doing a, a baseball action. So, uh, I probably won't be on Twitter anyway. We'll be, uh, we'll be entertaining the masses, um, for that one. But, um, let's, let's look at the card. Um, what, what's, as far as for you guys, what sticks out to you is what you're looking forward to the most in this pay-per-view. You got to have something. Kyle's shaking his head. but Nothing? I, I, I honestly, I I mean, I, I don't know. Nothing really. I mean, nothing really sticks out that's just gripping that I just can't wait for. I mean, other than I guess – the whole bloodline thing with Roman and uh, solo, just cause I'm, I'm curious to see how the Usos screw it up. Now they're not going to intentionally screw it up, but they will screw it up to where solo gets pinned. Cause Roman's not going to take the pin. So solo will get pinned and, and uh, KO and Sammy will retain, but I'm, 
that's the I'm interested in the story around the match, not the match so much itself, the just the story involving it. Yeah. Okay. I am looking forward to Seth and AJ. I mean, I think that's going to be a hell of a match, and for a title like that, I think that, I forgot that, about that one. You know, they haven't been able to, you know, because of the tournaments, they haven't been able to build a story from it. But just that's going to be a hell of a match, and it's for. Did y'all see the? Did y'all did y'all see the footage they showed of uh, was it in like two thousand nine or something where they the last time they fought like it was AJ I mean, kind of put uh, Seth over, basically saying he's the future. You know, he was like nineteen, I think Seth was at the time. I thought that was interesting that, you know, that's the only time they haven't really fought since he's been on raw or since uh, AJ came over. So I think that's interesting to me that they're both uh, very good at making a, a, a exciting match. So I think the match wise, there's no bill, but the match itself could steal the show. Well, for not. I, I would, I would say there was, I would say there was a little bit of build. I mean, we had a, a four part series with um, Corey Graves interviewing Seth Rollins that kind of built up to it. We had vignettes of of Seth and AJ, or of both of them. Um, but here's the thing. Here's why there hadn't been billed. They're on separate brands. So I do respect WWE for at least honoring the brand split, not have them showing up on both sides, on both shows. So did they, they kept which, them separate. Which show is Paul Heyman on, Kyle? He's on SmackDown. So why was he on Raw last night to just yeah. promote the pay-per-view? Yeah. No idea. Could have yeah. done that on okay. Friday. Well, he was there last so, week, too. He were last yeah. week. Last week he came in during the pre-match. He's he got the special pass wild on his card. card. He's got the wild card. He can roam between. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just had to ask you. We, we, I'll we, say we, this: I think that that Rollins and Styles could put on the best match. I think the the bad part is I think we already know who's going to win, right? I mean, I, I feel like I do, and you guys can shoot a hole in this all we want to. But this this title was announced to be so that whatever brand Roman was not on as a championship, right? So you look at that and say, okay, whoever wins is going to be on on Raw. Well, they don't move the OC to SmackDown to have Styles win a championship and move him to Raw, is my opinion. I, I just and, – and well, You I missed our that, argument last week, Jeremy. You missed it because we talked about that. Why have a belt tournament for a Raw belt and then include SmackDown people? Yeah, I don't know. no sense. It made no sense. And I don't want to get into that again. But, no, seriously, I – it, it makes no sense to me. And so, to me, the matches are decided. Plus, I think Seth is – we've always been talking a lot since I wasn't here last week. But before that, we talked about who's the next guy for Roman. Like, who can really challenge him next? And it's not Cody. It's going to be Seth, right? Like, he's the guy that that we that the, that the, the people want to see now against him. But I just think the matches are decided. You know, the other thing I'll say about the Sammy KO and Roman solo matches, I remember sitting here at WrestleMania and we thought there is no way that Cody doesn't win. There's no way that that this whole storyline doesn't blow up into Cody winning. And while it doesn't have the build, there's enough doubt in my mind somehow that they could put the belts on Roman and Solo. There's just enough of that in me with the way that, think about it, the way they book things is is there not at least a small part of you that says they may put the belts on? Like they I, could do I, that. I, they could. They could. It, it would be very Vince McMahon-esque to do that. But I don't think it's going to happen only because we've seen so much dissension in the bloodline. If they were still as strong as they were at Mania, then I would be totally on board with you. But with so much dissension in the bloodline right now, I think I think the bloodline is starting to split at the seams, okay. and I think so, that it's only going to propel that. No, so I let me, agree let me with throw you. this out then. Let me throw this out, uh, Jay, real quick. So – Say they do put the belts on 
Solo and Roman. Then the Usos take it from them. Right. I mean, the, the, that would be a pretty good storyline. I mean, you you. Otherwise, how long are we going to let Sammy and KO go with the bloodline? I mean, they've even made mention of it in their conversations backstage on camera, or whatever. About we're moving on, we're moving on, we're moving on. Is that a way to move on? Is I, listen, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Sammy and KO win, and that's how they move on. And then, but I, I'm telling you, after WrestleMania and what they did with Cody and 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 Roman, there's still a part of me that thinks, well, crap. You know, Vince is back in charge. Vince is doing, he's great doing dumb stuff. They might have Russo and Bischoff back there for all we know, but I don't know. There's just a part of me thinks that, that it's possible. So I think that that, can, that will be interesting, like Kayla said, what they do around it. And I still, I'm interested, I'm invested still in Cody and Brock. I mean, they've done such a great job of making us all be invested in what Cody is going through or whatever, to where I still want to know what happens, even though, uh, who knows? I mean, I, you know, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, but. He's got a broken arm now. You know, how's he going to fight? You know, another another way to put him that much. He's got that much underdog now. We got to, you know. Well, I, actually, before, about 30 minutes before we came on, I was scrolling through social media and saw that, I guess, uh, Bully Ray and uh, on, on Busted Open, LaGreca, I guess, today, we're talking about this and that there almost seems to be a little bit of last night where you saw Triple H and Cody interact in a way that where Cody might even think now that, that Triple H is going to screw him and, there's still some bad blood between everything that happened. And so I, you know, I don't know, but I, yeah, the, the ultimate underdog one arm now against, you know, the beast and how long is Lesnar going to be around? I don't I, know. But. I have a question. Um, do we still, it's been how long since Brock attacked Cody right after WrestleMania, right? We the, still don't know why. We still don't know yeah, why. Yeah, why? Why? Why is he attacking him? You've gone six or seven weeks. I, maybe I know, I know who knows know the answer. I know who knows the answer. Matt knows the answer to that. Matt, why <laughs> did he attack him? Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I don't you, – you gave me too much credit as far as that goes. But, you know, Jeremy was, like, giving us the, the psychology concept of reasonable doubt. And, you know, he was talking about how, you know, we have a little bit of reasonable doubt with the bloodline and uh, KO Sammy match because of what happened there. And I think now we have reasonable doubt with the Brock and uh, and the Cody match because you can see a storyline where Triple H has to stop the match, you know, and, and they get Brock a win and that, without making Cody look bad. And now we have a third match, you know, maybe at SummerSlam after he takes a little bit of time off or something. we got to have our trilogies, you know, but we have that reasonable doubt. And of at least two, we have two matches, two of the three main events. I think we could all sit here and make reasonable arguments for it goes this way, it goes this way. I think I agree with you, Jeremy, that we're going to probably see the Seth Rollins, you know, reign of championship. The other three matches don't really care about at all. I don't think they did anything for the women's, the two women's matches uh, or Gunther versus Ali or, or whatever the other title matches there. Uh, but, you know, we have two main event storylines where we don't know what's really going to happen. So at the top of the card, I think you have a very solid card right there. Yeah, you're I think you're right. Jeremy and Matt, about, well, I agree with y'all about Seth winning there has been reports the last couple of days that he's about to miss time to do the Captain America movie. So that's the, I don't know how much time and how that, if that would affect his title reign, but it, it gives a little bit of doubt maybe, but, but he is going to miss time. So it'd be weird. They put a belt on him, but I, I do think Seth wins, but that it leaves a little bit of cliffhanger. I mean, if there's a, just a smidgen. Well, and you got the women's belts. They've yet to hand them across the pond. You know, we we thought they were going to hand them over 
you still got the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw and the Raw Champion on SmackDown. So who knows? Maybe the uh, don't forget World we still have the NXT we still have the NXT tag titles on uh, on SmackDown as well. The women's tag titles from NXT. So, so who knows these days? I mean, we don't have women's tag titles. titles. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a champion yeah. for the other one. Uh, so who knows yeah. what they're gonna do? I mean, honestly, at this point, it's WWE. Who, there's no logic to most of the things that they do. So. And, it, and that goes back to what Matt said last week. I did see this clip of Matt talking about the the logic behind the draft was so terrible to have all those things be a part of it. Like, those are things they should have taken into account. Instead, we just got like a random – I use a random wheel generator in class sometimes to, to pick groups, and that's kind of what happened. They just clicked the wheel three times, and let's see who we can get. I mean, that's – you know, that, that all goes back to that. That's – you say, are we surprised? No, we're not surprised because it's WWE, and we've been talking for however many months now that it's, it's a terrible product right now in terms of how they're running it. I mean, we're still getting great things. Imagine if they had some people that – Use some common sense on what we'd be getting out of the top. But but Matt's right. The, the, the top of the card's great. I mean, the, those three matches to me are going to be awesome, but the rest of it you can just fast forward through. It's, it's almost like it'd be uh, Omos for uh, KO. He could just leave and go to the bathroom. That's the only person we're missing on this pay-per-view is Omos. He, he may show up. You never know. I think, they, I think they just added him, Kyle. Yeah, the great Kali versus Omos has been added. I think Omos is going to win Money in the Bank this year. Just for Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and speaking of people who did not make the card, Bronson Reed did not get a match on the card. Sorry, sorry about that. Oh, wow. That's now, all right. That's hey, right. but Mustafa Ali made the card. Positive well, Ali. We all know why that happened. Pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. I was wondering if 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 Ginger Mahal and his two guys were gonna make the card. Ginger Mahal. Ginger they Mahal. show up. They could show up and tear something up. Who knows? They'll be on the pre-show probably. It's going to be them against the Hurt Business, uh, Omar, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric against end this year in the pre-show. <laughs> oh. Do they still have pre-show matches? He made Kyle no. They still have pre-show no, matches. It's just Sam Roberts talking. and. Okay. I, I don't AEW does the pre-show matches. The, the well, AEW's pre-show matches actually are entertaining. Oh, yeah, There's definitely, it. yeah. So Okay, so let's talk about the matches. And we'll go down and make our picks here. So we kind of breezed over most of them, but we'll, we can talk in depth about the specific reasons why you want to make your picks. Uh, first match, uh, I don't know, of the women's matches, there's half of the, and this is funny, Saudi Arabia, you know, when they first started doing the pay-per-views, they hardly even had women on, you know, with the, the whole, you know, women issue over there. They've got three matches that are women's matches on this pay-per-view. I mean, that's that says a lot of things that have, that have changed. And you now you have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which we never thought that they would be in a pay-per-view over there. And so, you know, that just shows signs of the time things have changed a little bit in the last few years. Um, my Probably my favorite match of the, of the three women's matches is a non-title match, just a Trish versus Becky, just because they've built that one up. They've got some build behind it. The other ones, to me... They threw Natalia in. Asuka's good, but there's not really a storyline there much. Um, I think Becky's going to win, but I think this is one of those matches that I, I'm excited to see just because I, is it Trish versus Becky? What kind of match can they put on? Because you're, you you hadn't seen a whole lot of full match out of Trish in a long time. You know, she's in the tag match. But they the, the little uh, back and forth between them on Monday Night Raw was one of my favorite segments, honestly. 
Um, it was a really good back and forth between the two. Um, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch to win, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to this this particular match of all the undercards. You talking about their exchange last night on Raw? Yeah, Monday night. Where Trish looks like she can't read a script, where Trish is stumbling and bumbling all through there was, and unsure. No, I, yeah. Brett, absolutely it not. Was, Trish, it was funny, though, man, because Becky Lynch sat there and then she just trashed her. With her ridiculous glasses? Oh, that was her hand. Did you, did you notice that was her hands? Yeah, yeah, I know, with ridiculous glasses. Like I said, listen, but, this, this feud between Trish and Becky, one of the worst things on WWE television. Trish should have stayed gone. She should have never came back. Trish, I don't know why she's she with her cutting a promo makes me want to vomit. It is terrible when she cuts a promo. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't care to see her in the ring. Gorgeous woman. I don't care to see her uh, perform in the ring. Could not care less about it. Uh, I hope this match is quick and painless. Uh, Becky should win easily, and hopefully we're done with this feud forever. Thank you, Trish. I think he said it all, honestly. Wow, man, <laughs> just hammered me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull Jeremy's roll out, and I'm going to put the leash on on KO and disagree with him as far as – I and I'm going to agree with Brett. I, I think that the, the Trish and uh, Becky exchange was probably one of the best parts of Raw on, on you know, the whole – I mean, Becky shot on her in a way that we haven't seen in a while, like bark like a dog. I mean, he she was – Tearing her up, woof woof. If that's what we're calling the best set, woof woof. We have Becky Lynch out here with hands on her eyes going woof woof into a microphone on national TV, and that's the best segment, y'all think? Completely on, shooting on her in a way that like was degrading her and, and saying, you know, you think you we should be rewarding you, yet you're on TV 15 years ago barking like a dog. You know, you are nothing. We are we are the real innovators of the women's revolution. I appreciate that you got it from brawl and panties to a 10 minute match. We've taken it to where we're respected at this point. And, and I'm not, you don't see me coming on here barking like a dog on TV. I wrestle. I'm a wrestler. And that's, and that's their storyline. You got the old school. I'm interested like Brett is. I mean, you're, you're just an idiot at this point. I mean, I mean, I guess you want to see Bronson Reed and Rhino in a best of big man you know, metaphorical series or something of who can who can spear the best over a 10-minute match. But that's exactly what you're getting here. Two distinct generations stepping up and having a, a, a match that even though I think I agree with you that Becky is going to win it, I'm interested in it. I'm also interested in how they're going to dress Trish up given the Saudi Arabia thing. So there's all kinds of interesting storylines with this as well. And and you you need to be entertained more if you don't think that that interview was a thing. And just the whole, even how she had to flip the table out and you're expecting a fight and she was just like, you pissed me off. I'm, I'm out of here kind of a thing. It was a beautifully done segment. So what we've learned here is KO, we can't be on a show with a guy named The Professor because he makes us look really bad. So, <laughs> you know, here's the thing about it is I, I'm, I'm I, this pains me to say I'm more KO in this situation than I am, you know, Brett and Matt. But I will say this, that, that what you're saying, Matt, about the generational thing and, and it, there, there is a little bit of intrigue there. However, I don't. I don't think the match can be very good, honestly, but I think Becky will win. I think Becky should win. Um, but just, I, I don't know. I, the, Trish was not paid, KO, by the way, to show up there and look like she can read off of a, a script or a teleprompter, by the way. She was there to look like other things, and she did that for a long time. 
I understand. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more on your side in that deal. I don't think it's going to be a great match, and hopefully it won't be very long. I don't think it can be very long. I don't think Trish can go very long. We'll see, but uh, I think Becky will win. I don't have much to say on the match, but I'll, I'll go ahead and pick uh, Becky's going to win. And I, don't have, you know, I think Kyle and Matt added enough there. to uh, <laughs> that, that, that was good enough for but Becky will win. See, Jeremy, you just went off on me like you're disagreeing with me. I I, I didn't say anything about the, the match quality. I, I, gr- I agree with both of you. It's not going to be a great match. Trish was never, yeah. you know, a five-star match creator. I'm just interested. I think they've made a story. I think the they build. The build was story. good. That's what, yes. that's what I said. I said that this match has been built better than the other two women's matches. That's all I said. That's what I'm looking forward to. I enjoyed the segment on Raw. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it's different, you know. And, and I just like Becky Becky Lynch just made her look really dumb, and I think it, that's part of the deal. She's the face. She made the heel look dumb, and it was legit stuff. Like she called her out on some stuff. I thought it was. I thought it was good build. So I, Do I mean, think we should. I didn't think it was going to be that. Now Becky Lynch can make people look good, so it'll be interesting to see how the match goes. But I'm not expecting anything out of it. You know. Do you think? Do, you, do y'all think we see Lita? Or not, or not yet, because she's going to come back eventually. Since Trish Dude. took her out, well, is that going to be a Trish Lita SummerSlam type match? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I hope not. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, does, Kyle was—he's younger. He didn't—he wasn't alive for the uh, the old school. Look, know, I, I've I've seen I've seen all the old school wrestling with these women. Here's the thing. It's 2023. I don't need Trish and Lita wrestling on my TV anymore. Like, if they want to show up to promote something, great. But I don't need them in the ring. Okay, Kyle. Trish versus Lita or Omos versus Ali at SummerSlam? Oh, Ooh, God. <laughs> if oh, I had to choose. called Checkmate, KO. I think <laughs> no, no. If I had to choose. I would rather see Omos and no. Ali simply wow. because, no, simply wow. because, no way. Can, no. can I finish? At least Ali can move in the ring. Ali's athletic. Trish and Lita look like they're moving in quicksand right now. So I would at least, at least there's some action there. Move on. Clip, clip that, by the way, in case it ever happens. Clip it. <laughs> all right. So uh, we've all made our pick. Everybody went with Becky Lynch. I think that's the obvious pick here. You know, why would you put? Trish over at this point, you know, they're trying to build Becky. Um, all right, next match is going to be uh, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. And I'm not a mind reader, but I'm predicting the clean sweep again on this one. Um, I'm not sure what the build is other than Natalia is, they just seem to stick her in there when people are bullies. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of just build here. Um, and I'm going with Rhea Ripley. There's not much more to say about this match. I think the match itself, you know, Natalia is good in the ring. I think the match itself will probably be okay, but why do I care about this match? Does anybody hasn't Natalia, know, had, hasn't Natalia had the most Saudi matches for women? I think she was in the first like she's she was like in the first one, wasn't she? Yeah. So I feel I feel like she just wants to go over there. I, I bet that and they're like, hey, let's you know, let, let's throw her in there and give her a title shot again just to give Rhea something to do, but. I don't know. I, just, I, mean, I don't I, really care. I, I, I agree here. I, yeah, I couldn't care less about this match either. I think this all, I think the build was 
Rhea did something. I forget who it was to, and Natty ran to the ring and confronted her. Like that was it. So uh, that's don't that's, care about that's this. What she does every time. That's what she does every time, Kyle. Yeah, like I don't like Natalia, Natalia is like the savior of everybody. Someone gets beat in the ring, she runs out, then she gets and herself. Then, and then she loses in the match that she's protecting the person. So yeah. I don't care about this match. Rhea wins in five minutes. Ooh, I hope it's only five minutes because I feel about this one way more like you do about Becky and Trish. I, Natalia, to me, she, I, I know that she's a name and a family name, and people over there that don't get to see WWE in person a lot probably want to see her. She has been in all of them, I believe, in some form or fashion. I just, man, I just don't understand how she is ever involved in any kind of title picture at all. And Rita now has gotten her and Vega in back-to-back title defenses, by the way. Vega, much more worthy, in my opinion, than Natalia. And you can talk about her history or whatever, but right now, 2023, she's less relevant to me. And she's still wearing that stupid thing on her head. I don't even know what's going on there with that. Looks like she's baking a cake or something in a bakery. But uh, just, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. That's, I'm... She's my Omas, Kale. She's my Omas. <laughs> wow, that's strong words from Jeremy. I don't, I don't, I just can't deal with it, man. I, I like, like it, it, Jeremy. I like it. Yeah, there you go. I figured you would. I figured you'd like it. I agree with Jeremy as far as I wish Kale would have sh- shared his disdain for this match. But I, I feel like part of the big picture of this is that mommy is really kind of getting that Becky Lynch, you know, after she had her broken nose kind of, I mean, she, did you hear them pop for, for her on Monday night? I mean, they are, she is over. I mean, she's a heel and is over. She's starting to get that stone cold Becky Lynch, kind of that natural momentum. And, you know, I don't know what they know what to do with her because she's clearly in a heel faction and the fans just love her. And she is looking dominant and one of the more entertaining parts of it. Obviously the match is crap. We have no build, but I, I think a fascinating part of the Rhea Ripley character is what is creative going to do with her because she is, she's, she's on fire right now. She's outgrown the judgment day, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point without her, is the judgment day anything without her at this point? Her and Dom. I mean, I mean there there's something. I mean, I don't I don't I think she's definitely helped improve the group, but I think everybody has been improved by all of them working well, I'm together. Saying, like, Dom, you take Potter, her, if you take her out right now, do you care about the rest of the judgment day? Right. Now. I like I like Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Yeah, I but think are, it's a it's a situation where they all could go out on their own and be fine at this point. I mean, I think it's elevated. They're definitely better together, though. Well, yeah. it, it just because it brings that extra whatever to it because they are together. I, I think Damon has proven he can go out on his own now, and I think you could put her on Rhea on her own with Dom and Dom on his own even. And I've ben, heard I rumors for himself. I've heard rumors that they're going to be adding some new members. I don't know if that's hmm. legit, but JD um, McDonough. That's the one I heard. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that will be interesting to see if they can use the group to put some more younger, some new up and coming talent over. I think that's great, but they've kind of with who they have now, I feel like it's kind of, they've kind of done a lot of every, they've done everything. They've done the Mysterio, they've done edge. Um, they've gone after, you know, then now the other look, they kind of played to get with the OC. That would have been a cool one if they could do something with it, but I don't know. We'll see what they do with them. But, um, uh, I heard did Matt, did you take Rhea? I assume you took Rhea there. I'm taking Rhea. I don't know if Brandon's officially told us Rhea yet, but I want to hear it from his beautiful Rhea. face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rhea uh 
a couple minutes and a riptide and it's over. So yeah, is it is the over under uh, on the uh, three minutes on this match? Uh, I, I think it'll be over. I think I'll say I'll say about four eleven. That's very specific, Brandon. It's very specific. Okay. Has he seen the run sheet already? Hmm. He wrote it. <laughs> he wrote it. That's the thing. We're dogging the writers at WWE, and it's really Brandon. Uh, it's it's who it is. Oh no! If I if I wrote it, if I wrote it, we'd be scrapping the card today and uh, <laughs> starting over. Could we get me right. versus KO? That would be the match we'd want to see in a ladder Ooh. match. Yeah. Which, which KO? Well, not no. This KO. I don't want. I don't <laughs> like my chances with the other one. <laughs> okay, hey, you don't want Kevin. You, know, yeah, yeah. you don't want Uncle Kevin. Yeah. No, that's that's my uncle, man. I I got I got some of the you same talent similar, as you You got similar facial hair. I, that's what I'm working on. Me and this KO versus Omas and Ali. Now we could do that. We could win. We would win easily. Oh, I don't know about easily, but <laughs> I mean, I know y'all dogging him, but uh, he's a pretty big dude. If Brandon's doing the writing, we better win. By the way, Brandon, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, another clean sweep there. Let's go to the next uh, match. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Guys, this is... They haven't done a whole lot. I mean, Asuka, yes, they've been building her a lot, but this feud has just been kind of Asuka coming out and spitting in her face. Honestly, <laughs> and with you know Asuka's limited English, they, it's hard to do too much with her as far as, you know, builders and promos and for me. Is this the time they take the belt off of Belair? I mean, it, it's there. I mean, she's had it now. I think they said with a 400, 400 something days. I think she's she's coming up on the the record um, of title reign. So this is tough for me here. I'm gonna stick with Belair, but I don't I don't think it would surprise me if Oscar won either. I think it could go either way here in this match. Um, I'm taking Bianca off the top. Uh, I don't. We just had this match a few weeks ago. Um, wasn't it at Mania? We had this exact same match. So uh, I, I think WWE hurts themselves a lot, but they put themselves into a corner with these Saudi shows because you just had a pay-per-view three weeks ago. It's very hard to build towards another pay-per-view in just three weeks. And so what we're getting is just recycled feuds. So now Asuka's coming out, spitting in Bianca's face. Is Asuka turned heel i don't i don't understand what it's Oscar's the new doing. Myth. it's the new miss she's trying out too it's got right really pepper in it supposed to right right so uh <laughs> i I, th I do think this will be the best of the three matches women's matches i should say i think this will be the best of the three women's matches i'm just not in i just don't care um but bianca wins Chili blended, huh? Chili, chili uh, powder. Um, I'm going Bianca too. You know, I, I think that it's almost. I, I don't even know, man. I, I, I'm just gonna go Bianca. Go ahead, Brandon. It's yours. It's yours. I was, I was originally thinking maybe Oscar, but I, I, nah, it's gonna be Bianca. And because they faced it backlash too, didn't they, or just at Mania? Didn't they face it backlash? I think it was no, just like Mania. I can't remember. I think it was just Mania. I feel like it, but. Okay, but yeah, I think I think yeah, Bianca's gonna win. It was Eoskai uh, yeah, backlash. I, huh? Eoskai was at backlash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She faced Eo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So but so she's just going through the whole uh, the whole lineage there. So it's <laughs> back and forth between the the two Japanese girls. And uh, but I, I do. Uh, yeah, I think Bianca wins. They, 
she she had her celebration there in that Knoxville and that uh didn't do much with it. So, but I think she keeps going and we'll see uh, who they throw at her at SummerSlam. Probably I, I I would think she's probably whoever wins money in the bank. They'll go after Bianca and not Rhea. I would think. But hey, let me let me pose this to y'all. What what if this? We haven't gotten a title swap yet with both champions being on opposite brands. What if Money in the Bank, we have a unification match, Bianca and Rhea, for one's women, one women's title? Huh? And then we make a new championship and called it the World's Women's <laughs> Championship and put it on the other brand. There we go. Have a nice, no. lovely tournament with that. I, I, I'm going to take Bianca, but I would like to give you an AEW storyline, which I think might, we might be interested in if they had it, because I think we, we talked about this last time, and I think you've even seen it on TV. Bianca has had it as a face. You know, she she's she's worn out her welcome. The fans are kind of getting tired of her. I've heard teases on on some of the dirt sheets that Street Profits and Bianca are, are kind of uh, slated to turn heel pretty soon. Remember, Julia Hart got misted, and that turned her heel because of that whole whatever. You know, it, it made her mad, and or you know, it, it took her to a dark place. And she's been as good as she's been on on AEW. You, you got to do something with Bianca because she's getting stale with the crowd she's done everything missed lose heel turn could be a storyline that I, I could see plausible but i don't see the wwe being that smart so i'm going to take bianca to uh kind of cash it in but they got to make her heel because she is completely irrelevant at this point she's done everything she can do I've been, face. I've been waiting for that bianca heel turn i just don't know if we're, when we're gonna get it or if we're gonna get it yeah it's it, uh, that's kind of what i was i'm think it could happen or she uh, loses, but I just don't think that WWE is going to pull the trigger. I think Bianca, it's one of her, she's one of the like faces of the company at this point. It's one of those where they don't pull the trigger because they're such a, you know, money maker type thing. Um, I'll actually say that that's one of my daughter's favorite wrestlers. She watches with me, Bianca Blair. She loves her. It's her favorite. So I think that's kind of the, it's kind of the kids lover type deal. And I think they're, unfortunately, She'll get stale before they, long before they turn her heel. All right, moving on to the next match. Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't care about this match. You know, you've had Mustafa. Come on, positivity, positivity. You've had Mustafa Ali on TV the last. How many months? Two, three months? Just acting like a complete idiot oh, with man. the positive Ali thing. They hadn't done anything with it besides he goes on and makes some little smart comment to people that are on that being interviewed. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's going against probably one of the hottest up-and-coming wrestlers in WWE with Gunther. I think we all agree that he's eventually could be one of those that go after the title, whether it be after, you know, the world championship or after um, the WWE universal champion, whoever that would be at the time of when he's ready. Um, but I don't understand this, honestly, guys. This is one of the biggest mismatches. This would be probably the biggest upset in history if Mustafa Ali, I mean, it's pretty big. Now, Joe Jeremy's giving me a funny face. You, you think of something that's been more, that'd be a bigger upset? 
No, it might be the biggest upset. I, I mean, mean but Dolph Ziggler winning the title that time, I mean, that was at Mania. Well, you know, the, the hard thing about this match for me is if you want to put him on the show because of where we're at, okay, because we're going, why would you put him in a match that he cannot win? I mean, are we going to get action Andretti versus Jericho here and he's going to pull off the win? No, I don't think so, right? So why not put him in a different match and give him a chance to have some success? It wasn't like, I mean, they did a great job of Vega, you know, at Backlash, giving her an opportunity to look great in that loss. But I just, we wouldn't, none of us would believe that that would be the case in this match against well, a guy who, if I was, if I was getting ready to start a company, I'd want, go through be one of the guys that I'd want to build around, you know, and you can't. Can't make him look weak and even have a, at, a tough match with this guy. At least they'd been building Vega with LWO yeah. and, and they've had yeah. they had some build with her. Like and there was points in the match, I'm like, are they gonna pull the trigger on this? I was at least intrigued. This I'm not intrigued at all. Like they're not there's no way. If they there's no way they pull the trigger on this. That would be just I don't even it, I don't even know what this percentage is. Point zero 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 one. I guess there's always a chance, but there's just no way. You just look at these two, and you're like, you've got main event, top of the card versus squash match guy. I mean, it's it's a no brainer for me, Gunther, all the way. Yeah, yeah I know they did the brand split, but that like it would have made more sense to do Ollie versus Theory if you wanted to give Ollie a title match because you, you know you're not gonna put him against Roman. Roman's done something else, and the other ones, you know, you got the it's not settled yet. But why not do Theory and Ollie? At least that's believable. And I think they'd put on a pretty good match. And then, because that Ali would give you, like, Ali in theory, that would give you, hey, like, Ali's got a chance, Ali's got a chance. And theory does something sneaky and wins. And it puts more heat on theory. But that would have, but th- this one's going to be brutal. And it's, it's going through, it's, uh, it's in, a, in a runaway. It, you, Brett, you said that you didn't know why Ali was in this match. Yes, you do. It's the same thing they did with Mansoor. Uh, every time well, there's a Saudi show, I was trying to be uh, politically correct, Kyle. I, I know why. I'm just saying, like, as far as his character, not counting where it is, can, why in this match. Can you remind me uh, what sports network we're on, Brett? Yeah, I was about to say, are we? Why we gotta be politically correct? We all well, know why he's. Out I know, there. I know. We this but is I, a disrespect sports network. I, I get I, it. But I am with you. I, it would have made more sense for them to put him in a nothing match as opposed to putting him in an intercontinental championship match where there is Vince McMahon's words, no chance in hell Ali gets a victory over Gunther at night of champ. There is absolutely no way. Um, I will say though, Ali can sell like no other. So he's going to make those chops that Gunther has look even more vicious than they really are. So um, I don't, I, I don't I don't care about the match. I'm not excited Cal, for it. But. What'd you say his chances of winning were? Oh, here we go. Oh God. <laughs> no chance. That's what you got. It's my fault, Jeremy. I did this. You did it to us. Yep. I did it. Yeah. Brandon had uh, a fantastic idea because Jeremy, you brought up the the action end ready Jericho match, and you know, if, as we remember in Garland, that crowd made that match i mean it was almost if if it it wasn't going to happen 
when that match was happening, they had to get the little signal that you got to do this because we were into it and we were having it. Now they might be like that for Ali, but there's just no style to where you would have that kind of atmosphere. And, and if they would have listened to Brandon and maybe got theory in there, that style, you know, it was believable, but there's nothing believable about this. This is just a trash match. And you're, you're talking about being politically correct. And yet we're going to kill a, you know, a, a Saudi kid on, you know, Saudi ground here. And that's not going to be a, a, a good, you know, look as far as that is. So, you know, I, I, I don't know why we have this match either. This is the horrible booking. Shocker, by the way. Mm. You talk about the horrible bookings a shocker, right? Yeah. I can't we're believe it. I mean, I... We're, we're pumped for this card. So <laughs> what's up to quote the great Jim Carrey. What's all this one in a million talk, Brad? Maybe he's got a shot here. I mean, Come on. It's there's like, always, uh, like there's always got to beat him once. Have we looked at what, see what the Vegas odds on this are or the Bovada it, overseas odds? They don't, odds? They don't have it on the board. Plus, they don't have it on the board. Plus no 90,000. Yeah, they, <laughs> they would be so extended if they offered it. If one person took it, there's no chance they can do it. They, uh, they wouldn't cover it. Unless the Alabama baseball coach is involved. Oh. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Oh. He's gonna get Gunther to throw the match. Oh. Hey, He's yo. gonna pull Gunther for fake, uh, whatever Da Vinci and That's oh. at Brandon O Sports right there. <laughs> too soon, too, oh, but it's man. funny. That's funny, Brandon, but it's too soon, maybe. All right, so <laughs> we got the next match. Um, we've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. Um, man, this is this is a tough. I, I'm gonna go with KO and Sammy, but again, I could see a I could see WWE pulling the trigger, going with with Solo and Roman, leading to a match with the Usos where they're like, those are our tag team championships, and that's where they. You know, they're kind of the split in the bloodline, and they're the ones that dethrone them, and which basically starts to crater the split. They could go that direction, or they could go other way, but th- they could go that way with it. But I'm going to go with KO and Sammy taking the belts and hopefully finding some new opponents because um, I'm, 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 I'm getting tired of, not getting tired of the bloodline story, but them with the bloodline. Um, I heard someone say that, that Sammy, his his reactions aren't the same as they were two or three months ago. There's, he's still getting good reactions, but it's not the same pop. There, I think people are starting to get tired of this. The, the bloodline things kind of run its course with them, at least. Um, and maybe they can find them a new opponent. But I'm going to go with KO and Sammy Zane in this one. What do y'all think, fellas? Uh, I'm taking KO and Sammy uh, to win. I. Here's the thing, I, and I know y'all are going to kill me for this. I'm using logic here, which I know WWE doesn't do, but I'm using logic here. If if I'm correct, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, KO and Sammy never gone to Saudi Arabia for any of these shows, right? So why would you fly them all the way to Saudi Arabia to lose the titles? Why would you give them the titles on WrestleMania after such a build for them to lose it a few weeks later, like that, just it doesn't make because any the Saudis, sense. The Saudis don't like them, Kyle. So they WWE wants to see them lose, and the Saudis can be happy that they lost. I mean, it's, it's the trade off. It's the trade off. We're going to kill Ali, as Matt said. So we're going <laughs> to 
we're going to turn around and kill Sammy and KO also. I, I just don't – I don't see that happening. I don't see the point in that now. And then you've already creatively ruined the world title picture by putting two belts on Romans with no – with no plan afterwards. So now we're going to give him four belts. So for, for what, for who, so he can kill the rest of the division too. I just don't think it makes any sense. I think, I do think KO and Sammy win. I think that Roman and solo look like they're about to win. The Usos come out to try and help Roman and solo, but end up actually screwing Roman and solo over where KO and Sammy pin solo. Roman's not taking a pin. But I think they lose, and that's how we keep the story with the bloodline going, to see the more dissension in the blood. I don't think this match is – I don't think the match is the story. I think the storyline is the bloodline and is, what happens. Is there, a, is there a pin, or do the Usos get them disqualified? I think there's a pin. I don't think they're going to get them disqualified. I think there's then, a pin. Then Solo – neither Solo or Roman get a pin. I don't know that they want to pin either one of those guys because they're trying to push – they're but still they trying have, to push Solo. But they've pinned Solo. Solo's been pinned by Cody Rhodes. So once though. Yeah, but if he gets pinned because of nefarious means, then you can't. Uh, it's not. It's not going like, to be clean. It's not going to be clean. Yeah, like Jimmy hits him with a belt in the head and or on accident. Yeah. So yeah. They, I'm picking KO and Sammy. KO and Sammy. Keep it simple. I think I think Sammy and KO are going to win. I think that. The bloodline story that's going to happen, I think you're right, KO, that something's going to happen with the Usos and Roman and Solo. They don't need the belts involved to push that storyline at all. And so what makes sense is to let uh, Sammy and KO win and move on to somebody else. I hate to even say that talking about WWE. As I mentioned at the very beginning, there's there's enough doubt. Yeah. (laughs) There's enough doubt in my mind that maybe they pull the trigger on that. Um but I don't think there's a pin for Roman and Solo. I think it's going to be a DQ situation is what I think. I think that – I don't think they want to pin Roman or Solo at this point. Roman for sure is not going to do it. I don't think they want to pin Solo. Um, but, but you're right. I think they have – like this is – we talked about this after after WrestleMania. This is the unfortunate part, in my opinion, of not wrapping the feud up at WrestleMania. Is now they've let it go maybe a little too long. You mentioned the crowd reactions are a little bit different. You can tell the bloodline story without Sammy and KO involved, and I think maybe they've involved them a little too much since WrestleMania. You could have left it alone, and it would have stood. It would have stood on its own, and everybody would have been happy. Um, but it, it, you know, I hate that it, it's going to end at this show when it could have ended on the biggest stage of all. I, I, I think we're going to go five for five here. I'm going to take Sammy and KO, but I'm going to give a little bit of alternate perspective and alternate take as far as that goes. I've never gathered from my viewing of WWE or whatever that Roman is too good to take a pin. I mean, I think he's a company guy. He will do what is asked. And I think it's probably more creatively sound for him to take the pin than Solo because then if the Usos cause him to take a pin, this is his embarrassment. This is his bloodline now being kind of you know completely shock you hurt me i have not lost in three years and you coming into my ring and you don't do my plan and and you make me lose that is that is a beautiful split so i i kind of hope they're going to give roman the the pin and kind of give chance you know kind of give back a little bit to ko and sammy for for uh, the elimination chamber and royal rumble i think they've deserved that and i know we were kind of complaining that cody is kind of owed one from wrestlemania i think they're owed one as well and i think they might get it on uh night of champions 
over Roman. It's interesting that to listen to all like you know we all have different different takes on how it's going to go. It's going to be interesting. There's just so many ways it can go here, even with just a simple match, even with KO and Sammy winning. You got the possibility of who's going to get pinned. Is it a DQ? You know how Uso is going to be involved. So and that's why you can tell good storylines because you know we can go look at these other matches and we're like, do we talk about any of that with the other matches? Because there's not really much storyline involved. Like we think we're pretty much we're pretty sure how it's going to go and who's going to win. And we weren't talking about how it was going to get a pin. Was it going to be a DQ? Any of that. So that just tells you how good this this actual storyline has been. And hopefully it will continue a little bit longer, minus Kevin and Sammy for me. So, um, all right. Moving on to the next match here on my list. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Um, this is the second of the three main events. Is is can you really have three main events, guys? I mean, how to what point is the whole card a main event? I mean, well, they do that. They do that for UFC. UFC always has two or three main events. So. Is that why now that we're under UFC, they're oh. going to start taking their their little nuances or whatever. Con- conspiracy theory time. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. In select baseball last week, what last weekend alone, there were seventeen World Series in the Metroplex, probably. <laughs> so why can't you have multiple main events? I just, <laughs> I just made a whole other group of people mad, by the way, by saying. That. I just like, found that interesting. That you know, it it doesn't. I feel like they've had co-main events before. But if they had three main events, I can't remember one that they had said there was going to be three main events. So I don't know. Maybe they don't want to make somebody mad. Oh, you're part of the main event. Oh, you're part of the main event. Oh, you're part of the main event. Hmm. I don't know. You get a main event. You get a main event. I'm going to go first because I, I, I think that I'm going to be the one. I'm going to finally break the mold here. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a screw job, but I think Brock is going to have some sort of win. Well, I don't know it's going to be a pin, but I do think the way this storyline has set itself up with the broken arm or whatever, it may be a Triple H stoppage. It may be referee stopping. It's going to be something, but I think they're going to give Brock the win somehow in this. Uh, so I'm going to take Brock in this one. Um, let me ask you a question. If uh, heading this whole thing, we still don't know why Brock has attacked Cody, but his whole thing has been he wants a fight, right? Um, There's no stipulations in this match, right? It's just a normal one-on-one match. Why don't we have a stipulation like a no DQ or something like that if that's what he's wanting is a fight? Why is there not a stipulation to it? Um, You know what? I hadn't thought about that, Matt, about somebody coming out and stopping the match just because Cody's so torn up. Only reason I would say that wouldn't make any sense is they didn't stop the match at Hell in a Cell when his peck was hanging off. So I don't think I don't think they're going to do that now because he's got a quote unquote broken arm. Um, I think somehow, some way, Cody wins this. I, I just don't care about this feud, basically because I don't know why we're having this feud. Why is Brock so mad at Cody? I have no earthly idea. I just don't care about it. Um, Brock doesn't work more than five minutes in a match, so it won't last very long. Uh, he will spear, he will F5, he'll do a Kimura lock, um, he'll do another, uh, he'll do Suplex City five or six times, and then Cody will win. A disaster kick, uh, 
crossroads three or four times and Cody wins. Yeah. I'm agree with Matt. I think I think Brock wins this one. I, I think somehow, some way, it's gonna be Brock, and then we're gonna get a we'll get a third third one, and that's when Cody will win. But I think uh, Brock wins this, and then Cody will get him at either uh, Money in the Bank, probably SummerSlam, and but we'll we'll go Brock here to Night Champions for for the main event for no title. Yeah, I I kind of um, agree. I think my thinking is why make a big note big thing about cody getting injured right before the pay-per-view they broke an arm you know they're giving him a legit excuse why he's not going to win and i think they're going to use this match as the second match of a trilogy i think brock wins this one beats up cody so bad he takes a little time off gets injured and then comes back healed up Challenges Brock at SummerSlam. He wins and he moves on to something else. So I'm going to go with Brock in this one. Um, I, I do I do find it weird though, Kyle. You, you mentioned the part about it being a fight. I kept waiting for to make this match like a street fight or something because yeah. they kept saying he was one to fight, but I never heard that stipulation ever mentioned. Mm-mm. I thought that that's, was where it was going. That doesn't make, that's what doesn't make any sense to me is this whole – all we've heard from Brock is he wants a fight. He wants a fight. Okay, so we're going to have a normal match because you want to fight? That doesn't – and with everything he did, you know, throwing him into the 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 door last night up up against some empty beer cans like or kegs, like there, there's why – is, why is it a normal match when he's been attacking Cody with all this stuff and throw, hitting him through the table and stuff? But, yeah. We want to fight. Let's just do a normal one-on-one. There, so, there's going to be some kind of tomfoolery. So in do we think? Do we think before the bell rings, he attacks one of them, attacks the other one, and then we have this big street well, fight out in the outside, and then it roll. They roll on the ring, and then the bell rings. That's what Cody did last uh, at Backlash when they wrestled. Cody attacked Brock before the bell. Um, so I mean, maybe I don't. I'm. I don't know. I, I don't know. You All know, right, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm going to go with something really bold here. Pay attention, KO. You're going to like this. So so maybe <laughs> – yeah, I appreciate that. So maybe <laughs> they're a little smarter than we give them credit for. And maybe – I know what you're – yeah, you're going to leave now. But maybe this is the match they use to prove why this feud's going on. If there is going to be a third match, we've got to have a reason. It can't just be because – right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. But maybe this is where we see whatever the reason is. Maybe it is that Brock is somehow aligned with Triple H, right? Like maybe there's some kind of thing going on there. Triple H was awfully involved last night at the end and all that kind of stuff. You know, in the world of fantasy sports and PlayStation and all these kind of things where we kind of get to build things the way we want to, I have this weird thing where maybe we talked about this guy coming back at the Rumble or WrestleMania what if somehow Orton's involved in this thing? Orton could come back here. You have the Orton Rhodes thing. Um, so there's all kind of things, right? But maybe to me, if there's if you guys all think there's going to be a trilogy, which obviously I think there's going to be a third one, maybe this is where they prove or this is where they bring up what it is and what that looks like. I don't know, uh, but but I would have to say it's Triple H involved in some form or fashion. I think Brock will win the match. I mean, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting look at it. Um, I'm with you. They're not going to put something on TV for no reason. 
Um, so Triple H and Cody at the end of Raw Monday night, there's a reasoning behind it. Um, yeah, because we don't see Triple H very often, Kyle. No, but I also don't think Triple H is going to get involved in anything because of, of his health. I don't think – because then at that point, Cody's going to want to start fighting Triple H, and Brock's yeah. going to be like the protector of Triple H. But I don't think – I don't think Triple H has any desire to get involved in something like that. That would be my only hesitation. But at this point, who knows? Any Well, this is probably a Vince McMahon thing anyway. You know, he's he's cre- creative at a bigger level. He's not in the weeds. So he's uh, creating at a bigger level. So maybe this is a Vince thing. Who it knows? would be very Vince to have Triple H involved is, my, is the yeah. reason why I say that. Yeah, um, that's true. And, and I don't think he would ever get physically involved again. But you have an authority-type group. You have – yeah, uh, an evolution type group. I mean, so there's all kind of things, right, that you could have involved here. Um, yeah, I'm, so you're bringing I'm Rick, just, Rick Flair. Rick Flair is coming out, and is, is well, Triple H. Triple H is the new Rick Flair, right? Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, but but seriously, I mean, you're right. They they as as much as we talk about the, the stupid stuff they do, they're not wasting those three hours. They didn't. Well, okay, we could argue that all day long. Maybe they are wasting three hours, but they're not wasting those few minutes at the close of the show last night. With those characters, they're not just blowing that off. There's a reason why they they could have put they, they could have put Adam Pierce there easily, but they didn't. They put Triple H. Well, Kenny Long, Cody, even. I'd have been happy with that. Yeah, player. Um, <laughs> nobody nobody could get to Cody though. Like he kept pushing away medical and Adam Pierce. So Triple H is like the, I mean, he's the game, you know. So when he walks up, there's a mutual respect there. Cody doesn't respect Adam Pierce like he respects Triple H. Um, what if Vince McMahon would have been on that? Clip. Oh God! <laughs> With his mustache now. Oh, jeez. I'm just saying that would have been that would have been interesting because you know he hasn't with all this him being involved here he has not been on air. That would have been that would have been just like Vince to put himself on in that spot. Mm. It'll be interesting. I I was I was on board of Cody winning until probably 20 minutes ago just thinking about it. Like I I think it's. It's a Brock win, and there's got to be something. We're gonna, I think we're going to find out the reason why on Saturday, why it all went down the way it did. See, this is what I did, KO, and I tried to give you the opportunity to not look like an idiot, but, I mean, <laughs> you and your Bronson Reed, you know, enigma here. I, I went first so I could sell the Brock thing so I could be alone in this. I wanted to be alone in this, and apparently Jeremy's like, oh, 20 minutes. I, I sold Jeremy. <laughs> Brett and Brandon are their own men, but you wanted to be contrarian, and now you're the only one out of us five who took Cody. I'm the so only one that's gonna. I'm gonna be yeah. the only one that's right. Come so, come Monday so, when we talk about this. So basically, yeah, we've got the only person that can win by himself is is Kyle, or he can be last again like last time. Uh, thank you. No, I'm paying attention this time. I'm paying attention. You are more. You are more engaged this time. We'll say we do have one more match to talk about. Yes, one more. That's true. Oh, okay. The main event. Oh, wait. No. One of the main events of, of three. Um, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Um, I've, I've, I've thought about this on, from both sides myself. Um, I just, I think Seth Rollins has, he's been, he's put basically put the company on his back day in and day out when Roman Reigns has been here when he wants to be. Um, and he's been in some stellar matches with Cody Rhodes. He, you know, he always Seth Rollins matches are always incredible. 
Uh, he just does a good job in the ring. This match, I think, will be the match of the night. Um, and I think that Seth Rollins wins the first, well, I guess the first of the new version of the World Heavyweight Championship because the other one went away when they combined the belt. Now they're going to bring it back. But to me, is it does it look like the big gold belt with just the big WWE logo on it to anybody else? Yeah. I mean, to, could they not get creative with it a little bit more than that? Or that would be too this much. Is, this is WWE. They don't get creative. Yeah. But I love it. Big Gold was awesome. I do like it, but it's like they didn't, they could have, you know, let's just put the big gold belt with the WWE logo stamped right in the middle. I don't know. I, I wish they'd have done a little bit something different with it, but I mean, it looks fine. I don't know I just, if you've seen the side by side. It looks a lot like the AEW belt, actually. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's very similar. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm taking Seth. Uh, I think it's Seth's time. He deserves the championship for, like you said, Brett, for everything that he's been doing. He's been there day in and day out. Um, when he's Roman so takes his that, that music, yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's it's his time to win to win something. And unfortunately, we can't give him the the original titles because Roman's had those wrapped up for a thousand days. So um, it's it's kind of I don't like that they made a title for Raw because Roman's been holding the titles. I don't like that. But um, if you're going to give it to somebody, I think you give it to Seth. And like we talked about earlier, it's kind of predictable. Like you're not going to give a Raw championship to a SmackDown talent, or you shouldn't anyway. Or will um, you? You shouldn't. I'm taking uh, Seth. Yeah, I'm taking Seth. I think it's going to be match of the night, though. I think it's match of the night. Um, I hope this is the final match of the night. Um, but I have a feeling the bloodline is going to be the final match because Roman's either the first match or the last match. He's never in between. So, um, but I think it'll be a great match. I got Seth. I think they're going to lead off with this one. I, I really I mean, I think they're going to lead it off. Well, it's the one of the main events, though, Jeremy. How can you lead off with the main event? Well, did, WrestleMania, we had to lead off with a big one, right? If I'm not mistaken, one you have one you have one main event at the start, one main event in the middle, and one main event at the end. I guess they could do it that way. So it was, it's like the semi-main event. If this isn't the final match of the night, that means the Roman one is, and that means the bloodline may combust if they're going to end with that. But, but I think this is the final match. I mean, yeah, and I, I think Seth wins. Yeah, Seth's going to win. I, I, I don't think it's so much that they wouldn't put the belt on AJ. I think it's the fact they wouldn't have put the OC over on SmackDown. It makes two, I know it makes sense, and that – you know, maybe takes away from this, but I don't think you put the OC over on SmackDown to take Styles and put him back on Raw, unless you're going to let him float back and forth too, which, why not? We've got the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw and the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, and uh, who knows? I, you know, it's it's kind of on the various, but um, we'll see what that what it looks like. But I think Seth wins. He deserves to win. You're right. He's I don't know that he's carried the company because Roman has still carried it, and I think Cody's even taken a big chunk of it on his back over the last few months, but Seth is one of the guys. He's, well, he's grown been there the whole time. Well, he's right, been there no. the whole time, though. That's, for sure. That he, he's, he's put the hours in, and I think Cale mentioned in the very beginning about he's going to be missing time for, for filming, but I think he's already been back and forth some for some things already, like in the last few weeks. So I think he's, I think he'll be there. Um, he could but, probably, he could probably miss time for filming and still be there more than Roman Reigns. True. 
where Brock. I mean, Roman's doing these very special things where he's now going to the double taping so he can be on two episodes and, and not only have to go there one night. Uh, I'm going to agree for, for you, Brett. You can mark me down as uh, Team Seth, but I'm going to disagree with KO and a couple of your other of points. Of course you are. <laughs> I love disagreeing with KO. I want this to be match of the night, but for whatever reason, AJ has not put on a good match in a while. And, and I'm nervous you're going to be disappointed, especially in that kind of hollow, big stadium where you're not going to have an England feel or even a Garland kind of a feel. It's just kind of this big stadium. I cannot remember the last time there's been a really good Night of Champions match. I mean, the Saudi Arabia almost always seems to disappoint when it comes to those kind of things. And you've had some big matches on there, you know, like uh, the return of DX and, you know, all kind of, you know, Brock and uh, uh, Roman a couple of times at, at these big events. And they've just been, just lifeless and i and i don't think you're going to get an aj and seth masterclass i think you're going to be highly disappointed at the match quality i think uh, you're going to see seth win it but i think you're going to be scratching your head going you could have watched that on raw i mean you know you'd much rather see any number of five-star matches we're not going to get it here and put also clip the fact that the crowd in saudi is not going to be like the crowd at the cult at the colwell center in garland is what he said i'm not saying he's wrong it may be bad um, but especially it's going to be a letdown coming from, from Puerto Rico. I thought the crowd of Puerto Rico was amazing, and it's going to be so opposite of that. You're right. I, I, that's something we, we, we haven't really talked about a lot, but I think that the that crowd is one that's going to be different. They're not there for the show. They're there as the social event that it is and what's taking place. And uh, even with the – I don't think we'll see the heat on some of those guys that we normally would get uh, because of that either. So I think there's a lot there, – there is a lot to be said about that that – we haven't even talked about it and haven't really thought about it either. All right. Well, that's all the matches. Um, anybody have any final thoughts before we move over to the AEW pay-per-view? Yeah, it's kind of like when they play the JV game the day before the varsity game. That's kind of what we're getting, I think, is at least in my opinion. So we can move on. We spent an hour on the JV. Now let's go to the varsity. We're ready to, ready to move on to the, the, the main event card. The real main event. I'm going to set the over under at about an hour and a half that it'll take me to watch Night of Champions. I think it's going to be a lot of fast forwarding since I'll I'll be watching it taped, uh, and I I don't see it taking more than an hour and a half to to finish this one up. And backlash, like you were talking about, Jeremy, I was involved the whole the whole. I loved it. Just even you know Selena and and and, and Rhea, just because of the crowd. I was in Bad Bunny. I was into that match. Uh, this it's going to be a lot of <laughs> flipping through. I'm just going to follow KO on Twitter the whole time, actually. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I got you. I got you. Well, he may not He may not be reporting during a few of the matches, though, so he, he may be in the bathroom. Several bathroom break matches. Yes. Definitely the Trish Becky one. Anyway, moving on. AEW. All right. AEW double or nothing. Um, first off, before we, we talk about the card, is there anything that you guys have seen with AEW that that you're kind of excited about in this pay-per-view on an overall level um, before we start talking individual matches? Uh, for me, there's a couple things. Um, the Elite feud with uh, – with, oh, sorry, I got a fly in my face. The Elite feud with, with Danielson and, and, and the boys. Um, man, that's, I've enjoyed that a lot, bringing the Elite back together. Um, a lot of twists and turns there. A lot of good storylines. I mean, it, we hadn't talked about 
storylines much over the last hour. We're going to talk about a lot of that uh, during this this show. And then the other thing that intrigues me is the Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, just because of Adam Cole. Now he's got Roderick Strong back. Will we see another member? Of, we will have a reformation of the Undisputed Era AEW style um, at some point. And the, the what we've got there with the JS, that to me is intriguing. Um, those are a couple of things that I'm looking forward to. And I, and you can just tell by what I just said, there's a difference. Like I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the matches, but there's storylines that are actually, I'm invested in these matches. Unlike the other pay-per-view where there's only a couple of matches that I'm really invested in. The other ones I'm just going to watch and see if I like them. And I might be doing some mat with some fast forwarding, um, as well. But what do you guys, what do you guys got uh, uh, on this card as far as what you guys are looking forward to? Well, I'm, go ahead, Gail. Go ahead. Oh, um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the Blackpool Combat Club Elite. I, I physically last week when I was watching Dynamite, I physically sat up like I popped when they said Anarchy in the Arena. I was like, okay, all right. Last time we had Anarchy in the Arena, we had John Moxley's uh, theme song played three times while the match was going on. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be messy. It's going to be wild. And I'm here for it. Um, I'm also really looking forward to the Pillars match um, with MJF. I really think they've done, again, it's it's antithetical. Y'all like that? Antithetical from WWE, where this is all about story for AEW. Like all the Pillars, like you've seen the story with Jungle Boy, with Sammy, and with Darby, they've each had matches where they've had to work their way to get to this point. They've been told a story. They've had vignettes. We are there's so much story behind this, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the Pillars match. I think it's going to be good. Anarchy in the arena though takes the cake for me. I just I think it's going to be a a wild mess, and I'm I'm all the way here for it. So we talked about why did Brock attack Cody. What the heck is Don Callis doing? First of all, okay. So <laughs> great question. I, that, that part of it, like, I I don't know. Okay, whatever. The Anarchy in the Arena thing, Kale. Me and you were on the same page on this. I remember the last one they had when Wild Thing kept just playing over and over. <laughs> so awesome. I had never wanted to be in an arena as bad as I did that. Yes. Like, I'm just thinking, like, what? I've already been thinking, like, how can I get to Vegas before this Sunday? <laughs> I can't, by the way. But that. But, but also, the Pillars match, you know, here's what's great about the Pillars match to me, is if you just take out all the build and you just look at those four guys, one of those sticks out as being above the rest, and that's MJF, right? Like, those other three guys are great workers. Oh, I don't mean that. But, I mean, like, when you think about main event guys, it's MJF. And so, and, and they've used him in that way, right? And these other guys now, they've told the story over this time since this has been announced to make you believe that those are the three guys who you normally wouldn't like, would you have ever thought Jungle Boy would be MJF for the championship? And you may not believe it now, but they've done a good job of making you think it's a possibility. Sammy, I, I'm on board with Darby, whatever, but I just think about the way they've story, they, they've told the story there. And, Kale, you're right. They have done just the opposite of what we're used to talking about the last hour. I still think, you know, MJF is, is the main event guy of those, group, of, of those four, but I think it's a match that's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Are they willing to – to all three work against MJ, all those things that we could talk about down the road. But I think those two, and I'm telling you, as much as I'm not a big Jeff Jarrett fan, I really, I'm an Kyle FTR guy. Jeff Jarrett. Kyle loves Jeff Jarrett. 
Yeah, he's going to leave. He's going to leave. But seriously, FTR, I'm, I'm all in on anything that, that FTR is involved in at this point. And I think adding the Mark Briscoe side of it. And I, so I think there's some things there. That, look, there's still some matches on this card that I'm like, whatever, let's just get through. But you got to fill the time spot. So I get that. Uh, and then Cole and Jericho, you know, I, uh, I, there's a lot of good things on the match. But Anarchy in the Arena and then the Four Pillars match. And then I, I, I'm really looking forward to FTR uh, and Lethal. Is, I don't want to say he's an underrated worker, but he doesn't necessarily get talked about in the way that he should with what he's accomplished and what he's done. I think Lethal is a really good, really good worker. I'm going to go contrary on, on, on a lot of y'all because I've really been disappointed in the AEW product the last you know few months in, in the big picture. And I've really not even enjoyed the, the MJF stuff with the four pillars because I don't think there's a believable scenario where MJF is going to lose this. And you look at some of the other main events in, in the past, uh, you know, you, you had a lot of reasonable doubt. I'm going to use your term uh, that you brought up in other things. And, and just as I was thinking about I was thinking about double, double or nothing uh, in 2022 so I pulled up the, you know, kind of the uh, the, the run sheet of, of what happened last year. And there were so many just really developed storylines, CM Punk and Adam Page. Uh, you know, you had uh, Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. You had the House of Black against Death Triangle. You had MJF and Wardlow. Remember last time MJF took a, you know, he got squashed in that match. And you know, American Top Team was relevant. And there's all of these different talents that, you know, there were storylines built up to this. With this, you have anarchy in the arena, but that's just kind of, you know, it's kind of thrown together because you got to, what are they, what else are they going to do? Because, you know, they've, they've kind of developed that story. The Four Pillars is a nice story, but they have not developed it at all. And they have not made me a believer that Sammy or uh, or Darby or uh, Jungle Boy could beat MJF or smart enough to beat MJF in this one. Uh, do, do you really think Jeff Jarrett is going to beat FTR? I mean, FTR is at next level. It's going to take a big team uh, to knock them out. And then you think... I love the acclaim. That's one of my favorite acts. And, you know, we're just, there's getting kind of thrown into things. This is just one of the most un- underdeveloped cards. I know they're going to deliver because AEW, you know, we I, I mentioned that I don't think AJ against uh, Seth is going to be a great match. I think the four pillars will be a five-star kind of a match, but we know who's going to win. So it's just going to be watching it just to watch it. So overall, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed at the storytelling going into this because they are so used to having eight to 10 really banger storylines and matches on the card. Uh, I think they'll develop, uh, I think they'll deliver on the wrestling side, but the, the buildup has been weak for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I get all sides of this, but I think it's going to be a great card. I think the match I'm most looking forward to is Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. I mean, just, those are two of my favorites anyway. I love anything they do. And uh, I like the whole it's unsanctioned. And so just no, I mean, no telling what's going to happen. I, I just like both those guys. I think they're going to put on a good match. But I think the Pillars match is going to be really good. Like like I said, from the beginning, I thought it was going to be a good match. I thought they have – I mean, they had, I thought they've developed it better than what Matt was portraying. But, I mean, yes, they could have done more. But they've at least given me a reason to be invested now. And, I mean, I don't believe Jungle Boy can win. But I do – I do. I mean, I, I think MJF wins. But I do see paths to like a Sammy or Darby Allen winning. It, you know, it wouldn't be – the craziest thing, but I, I mean, obviously MJ, MJF is going to hold the title for a little bit and uh, it's going to take someone really strong to take it from him. But I think we could get a lot of close calls there. And, but Jung, Jungle Boys, he, he's, he's hard to believe is, you know, he, he, he should never be in a world title match. 
he's he's a good performer and everything, but th- this should be his first and only last title shot, at least a main title. You can, he can go for the international championship every once in a while against Orange Cassidy. I I'm interested in that match too, just to see. You know those blackjack battle rolls. You always get like a a wild card of who someone someone unique comes out and uh you know a lot of times we hear who it is before, but it'd be interesting to see if we get a a wild card there. Can it be Cardona finally? Can it be Cardona? We've been begging for that, right? To get Cardona do, in there. Do, do, speak of Cardona, do y'all ever do y'all ever see his? Like I don't even know if I follow him on Twitter, but his tweets pop up all the time, and he's just—I mean, he just—he goes after everybody. I mean, he goes after the guy on that has a show with Boomer Sizen. He got I mean, like he's—he's trying to pick a fight with everybody. Well, well he just won his—I think he just won his eighth belt. I think they just—he just, he just yeah. won. Was it a hog? The hog, hog one, hog championship. I don't know, but he's got eight titles. I saw someone ask how many titles he has, and he's like the belt collector. Um, it would be interesting for him to pop in, but then if you pop someone like then he's got to win, right? I mean, you, you, you oh, yeah, definitely. That. And there's the and that that's collecting the belt because it's a title match. Uh, also, do we think Christian Christian uh could uh get a title here? I mean, obviously, we can get some Luchasaurus funny business probably. And do, do we think Christian's gonna beat Wardlow or and have that title keep bouncing around? Wow. Or? Why would you do that? Christian Cage is like 50 years old almost. I mean, I'm just glad well, that I Wardlow- know, I know, but. Wardlow finally called him out about his little jacket uh, last week. I appreciated that. Finally, get some bigger clothes, man. Um, you know, the the Jungle Boy thing, though, I, I don't think he can win necessarily, right? But I think we're going to see the Jungle Boy. I've read a lot in the last couple weeks about being a heel turn coming for Jungle Boy. This would be the situation where that could happen. Um, but I think Darby's the one that they built up into the guy that, like, he. it's been all business with him. Like, even Sammy had the bit where he's working with MJF. Darby's been all business since it's come, you know, been announced or whatever. Uh, I think he he would be the guy that you would believe maybe the most. The bidding war of 2024 doesn't happen without the belt around his way, so he's not losing anytime soon, by the way. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's an interesting concept being the pillars match or whatever. Uh, but the uh, we, I know we're going to go through and pick all these, but we're, we're going to talk about them all before. But Hater and Storm could be a really good women's match as opposed to the ones we talked about in WWE. Right, like Hater and Storm can be a really good match. There's gonna be a lot of different moving pieces in there, but man, I think both of those two, in terms of women's wrestling, still a Britt Baker fan, but uh, give me those two, and that'd be a great match, I think, potentially. Well, well I think Jane Dockery is gonna be a good one too. Like, I mean, I, I like how they've done that, and uh, like, I, I, Jade just it's like she needs to be in the main title picture, but you also don't want her to lose. So, you know, she keeps winning, so like, I'm trying to figure out how they get the belt off her without. You. She trades in her TBS championship for a title shot, or something like that. I can see, I can see her losing this. Didn't weekend. they used to do that? Didn't didn't one of the wrestling promotions used to uh, do that? Uh, DNA. DNA Impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah like if you were the X, if you were the X Division champion, yeah. Ultimate X or whatever the yeah. I don't know. It's I used to love those matches. It was like a better. It was like a better version of a ladder match. <laughs> So I, I can give you a quick test to let you know if the four pillars match was going to be something. Could you not literally name 10 wrestlers under AEW contract that you would believe could beat Jungle Boy, 
Darby and uh, and Sammy Guevara if they got put in a four way match. There's so at least ten yeah. that you know you could look at. Uh, you know, you put Kenny Omega in there. Kenny is going to beat beat them. You know, you put uh, Moxley in there. Moxley would be the favorite there. You could put Brian Danielson in there. He's. I mean, you see him. You can go through over and over and over. And this is our match. Is we got Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy as as going to be the, the competition for it's like they MJL. It's like they forced this match. Like. You know, they, they made the four pillars. It's like, oh, we need to get this match in. Make sure we, with this match, if something happens and MGF goes on to another company or somebody leaves. Uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the four horsemen in WWE. They never were able to get that four-way match before, you know, they lost, you know, they lost some of them for, you know, they left the company and they still never got that match, which I think WWE probably still regrets that they, they weren't able to get that before, uh, Sasha Banks left, but that I think that's why they do it more than anything else. Is they feel like okay, we've got these pillars, we need to have them, 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 them fight each other more than they're they're not really ready. And I agree with Matt one hundred percent. Like there could have been a number of people that I would think okay, they could beat MGF, but I, I just these three they've got. I mean, they're kind of mid card guys, honestly. But, but I don't think that's why they're doing the match. I don't think the match is so that any of those guys can win the championship. I think it's the more the development of MJF as the character, right? Like this, we've, we've seen him go, his promos have been a lot of him almost working through his own stuff. You could think back any number of promos about him developing on the inside and what he's working through emotionally and all. I mean, once again, we're getting way deep on this stuff, right? But I just think that it's, it's another step for him as he develops. Right, like I don't think they're worried about MJ. I, MJF's not leaving, by the way. I, I I read something the other day. I heard somebody talking about it on Twitter. MJF's character is not MJF if he goes to WWE. He's not leaving. He, he would have so many reins put on him when he went over there that he wouldn't be what he is. So he's not leaving. And, and Tony Khan's going to pay him whatever he wants to stay. By the way, because he's that guy. But the point is, I think it's just a development of MJF as he goes along. And who's going to be the next guy? Right? Is it going to be? Who knows what's going to be? Right? Is it? But I think that the match is not ever intended. It was never intended for any of those guys to win. It's him proving to himself that he's better than those other three guys, which we all know. But I think that's just part of the character development for MJF, which is what I think AEW does well. All right, let's pick some matches, fellas. Y'all ready? By the way, they got really deep, and I didn't mean it to be that way. I'm just saying, like, I think that there's more okay, Jerry. We, you can you can you can get really deep here. It's a disrespect I, sports network. You can say whatever you want. I don't know. Golly. Except for KO talking about Saudi Arabia sociological issues. We can't have any of that. <laughs> we'll have to censor him. With that's the, right. The it's disrespectful. And that got a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So first match I've got here, I'll just go up the list. Uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, Brett. Yeah, go ahead. Can we, uh, can we just run through? Can I just run through and pick mine? Yeah, if you, need, to go. If, if you need to do that. We wouldn't yeah. want any excuses on why you got beat, Kyle. Right, right. So uh, I'll just do I'll just do a rapid fire real quick. All right. Do you want me to go in the order? We're going in, so I'll have them in the right order. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just run them to you, and you tell me who you got. All, All right. right. We got uh, Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole. Picking Adam Cole, baby. All right. We got uh, Ethan Page in the guns versus Isaiah Cassidy in the Hardys. Gross. <laughs> um, who who is it? 
I think it's like <laughs> the firm. They're calling it the firm versus the Hardy something. So Hardy party. Who? Hardy party. There you go. Hardy party. So. Oh, Ethan Page and them. I, the no. firm. Okay. Gross. He said gross. <laughs> All right. Next up, Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. Jade needs to lose at some point. Uh, I I don't think it's this week though, Jade. Okay. BCC versus Elite. Ah, it's gonna be a good one. I'm taking the Elite. No, 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 no. I take that back. Blackpool Combat Club. Don Callis is gonna screw it up somehow for him. Okay. Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Give me the hater aid. I like Jamie Hater. All right. Orange Cassidy versus the 20 competitors. I don't know how we picked this one. Do we have to try to guess? It's either, do we say it's either he retains or a someone else? I mean, I don't know how you even pick Orange this of the one. field. Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm still taking Orange. He ain't losing that. Well, I, yeah, I'm taking Orange. I think Orange is losing it soon because he's he's on TV. He's showing that he's really beat up. So I think he's going to lose it soon, but I don't think in a 21-man blackjack, whatever they're calling it, is uh, is going to be where Blackjack Battle Royal. Yeah, I don't think that's where he loses it, but I do think he loses it, but not not this week. Okay. We got uh, Wardlow versus Christian Cage. (sighs) This TNT title has been bouncing around left and right. Um I mean, if it was a no DQ, I would pick Christian Cage because I think What's Luchasaurus would help. Oh, it is a ladder match. Then the ladder Christian match, Cage and yeah. Luchasaurus. That's why. Yeah. That's why I was saying Christian earlier. But yeah, going. yeah, Christian. Okay. You got a uh, FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I know you're going with Lethal and Jarrett here, Kyle. God. <laughs> FTR. Oh, with our special guest referee Mark Briscoe, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, Bris- Briscoe's Briscoe's going to get involved somehow, but I'm taking FTR. For sure. All right, main event, the Pillars match. Or we match for the AEW Championship. MJF's retaining. He's not losing the title this year, but I do think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a very good match. Um, I think there's going to be close calls because here's the thing, and I, I heard you. I heard you talking earlier, Matt, about how none of these people are are ready, which I kind of disagree. But that's a story for a different day. Um, but I will y'all, say, I'll disagree. That's that's surprising. <laughs> hey, I I do listen. I do enjoy having Matt on here though, as a different point of view, because it's not just a bunch of yes men agreeing with everybody. I do like yeah. the alternative point of view. That's why we um, have five point of views. They can't all be the same. Well, not all the time. Um, but anyway, I think it's gonna be Except a night of champions. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a really good match. Um, I, I I think with the four way there's an opportunity where MJF doesn't even have to be pinned to lose his title. So I think that adds some intrigue to it. Um, but I, I still think MJF retains. I don't think he's losing this title the remainder of 2023. So I got MJF. All right. All, All right, right, Kyle, that's your picks. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening, sir. Yeah. yeah. Thanks guys. Y'all have a great rest of the show. I'll watch it when I get off. Make sure the I news goes off. Right. Make sure the news goes off. Right. KO. We're dependent Listen. on you. You won't even see my news because I'm working KCRE, so I'm dealing with Lufkin and Nacogdoches area. You won't even see my news, but I promise you, 
it'll be immaculate. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thanks, Kyle. And that was the speed round with Kyle Owens. Uh, <laughs> so, so Brett, are we are we not going to pick the? I guess because they're not all officiate the, the pre-show matches. Or well, I I just had the main card is what I is okay. What I, that, that's fine because I, I I don't think they're all official yet anyway. But yeah, they probably will, they'll probably uh, have some added matches for uh, tomorrow. Yeah, but if these, if these three are the ones that happen, they're not you know not bad. It's that they're saying House of Black defending the trios against uh, Claimed and Billy. And then Swerve versus Keith Lee, and then Ricky Starks versus uh, Jay White. So if that if those three happen, that'd be pretty good. Well, those are those aren't bad matches, no. I, uh, yeah, I mean for 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 free on YouTube. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna be free for me and Brad anyway, isn't it, Brad? Gonna... That's right. Jeremy's got. <laughs> my, I, I, I gotta my figure out whose house I'm coming to. What? I gotta figure out where I'm going to watch on Sunday night. Hey, I'll 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 be around. So I'll. You know, I can, I can, I can hook you up with some, uh, some good service, uh, Brandon, if you're interested. We'll talk. I feel like, I feel like we are in, incriminating ourselves on the felony level at this point. Um. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt hasn't said anything, so he either has the same connections or he just doesn't want to say. I, I, I don't talk about. We don't talk about Fight Club for sure. <laughs> That's the yeah. first rule for sure. But but IPTV is a beautiful thing. <laughs> a smart man. Man. All right, so here we go. Uh, Chris Jericho, Adam Cole. Um, I'm really interested in this match. Uh, I always love uh, Adam Cole when he was at WWE to, with Undisputed Era. I think that group somehow comes back and formed itself. I don't know if it's yet, but this is match is unsanctioned. So some kind of shenanigans are going to be involved. I did like last week's uh, Dynamite. Um, I'm assuming you all, all you guys watched it where – he lured Roderick Strong, lured him outside, and then Adam Cole was barred from uh, the arena. And then Adam Cole was able to help him win over Jericho. That that was clever. Um, and so we'll see what kind of shenanigans happen. But it could go either way here. Honestly, it's one of those matches I think could go either way. I think the feud continues on after this. I don't think this is the end of the JS versus Undisputed Era, whatever it turns into. But I'm gonna go with Adam Cole. Uh, even though I think equally Chris Jericho could win this match and continue on the feud, but I'm going to go with Adam Cole and maybe a surprise shows up. Well, I, I want Adam Cole to win. I'm with you. I, I love Adam Cole's work. I think since he's been back, I think it's a great story that he's come back and all that kind of stuff, but I think Jericho will find a way to win. This has Jericho cheating his way to a win. It's not really cheating, I guess, if it's unsanctioned or whatever, but I think that Jericho finds a way to win this one and because they will come back to it. I think it will be a continuous thing, and, and Cole gets the win in the end, gets the ultimate payoff. But Jericho, uh, this this has him winning all written all over it, in my opinion. I'm going to have to pick on you, Brandon, by the way, since KO is gone. I, I need somebody to, to, to bully during it. Hey, it's B, B.O. instead of KO. That's right. You know, the, the B.O. show, and I'm going to have to get my steel chair out and – and, and knock him in the back. But really, Brett, I'm going to take it at you on this one because and, and, and you too a little bit, Jeremy. But, you know, you, you mentioned that you think this could go either way and you took Jericho. I am shocked by that. To me, this is one of the more clear-cut Adam Cole is going to win. Why would why would his first feud back after a year gone after all that whole all-access 
thing. He's going to lose his first feud to the guy who lost action and Dreddy. I mean, Jericho's been jobbing left and right to anybody these days, you know, and he's been putting, he's been entertaining. He's been putting on great shows, but you know, he he's, he's losing. I mean, he's giving back right now. And I don't think this is going to be one that's even going to be but in if, my head. If it's, an unsanctioned, if it's an unsanctioned match, Matt, does it even count against your record? It might not, you know. So that could be a, a way out for Jericho to win, but technically Adam Cole didn't lose the match. I don't know. Because it never happened. I don't know. I'm, and I'm arguing against my own pick. I'm going with, with Adam Cole, but just thinking about the but from your perspective there, this would be a way for AEW to say, okay, well, Adam Cole didn't lose because it's unsanctioned. I just think if they're going to – Adam Cole. Yeah, I, I just think if they're going to continue, it's Jericho in this round, and we go to Adam Cole if it's going to be over here then I, w- I would agree to be Adam Cole clear cut is what I would think. All right, Brandon, what do you think? I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Uh, it's hard for me to ever pick against him, but, I mean, I think it would be a you know good match. And I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Jericho wins. And I like what Jeremy said. I like I could definitely see that happening. But I'm a, most of the time I'm going to pick Adam Cole to win. I just – even if he loses, he, he just – I don't know. There's something about – he's probably one of my – he may be my favorite wrestler right now. So- they, that I'm sounds gonna, awful familiar, I, I, Brandon. I'd rather go down with that's huh? that, that's one of the, the CM theories, it sounds like. I like Adam Cole, so I'm just going to go with him no matter what. Yeah, yeah, that's what's like. I, I'd rather go down swinging with Adam Cole. Like, if I'm going to be wrong, I'd rather, you know. But no matter what. That, doesn't that Adam, sound familiar, Jeremy? It, it that, does. That, uh, that same theory? I, I will say this, that no matter what happens, even if Jericho wins, Adam Cole is still the winner at the end of the day. Because Britt Baker, <laughs> and she's she's not in this on the card. I I, I assume she's probably going to get involved in the title match with with uh with Hater, because you know the Outcasts are going to be in the, at ringside. So I assume that's where she's going to be. She could get involved in this I one. Think, I think she'll be getting involved in this yeah. match. I mean, they made her a part of that angle with the the beat down that Jericho orchestrated. True. So I could see her very well being involved in this one and maybe get. And a JAS out there or something, you know, to, to kind of. Yeah, that's true. We could we have our own anarchy in the arena with this match. Never, you can never have too much Britt Baker on the TV. Never. All right. So, um, so Jeremy, on you're on an island there, so you could uh, could gain one on us there. If the you're... island of relevancy, I believe. <laughs> uh, the next match is, it, I think it was Kyle's favorite match to pick. It's the firm versus the hardy party um now i don't i didn't get to see this i want to go back because i don't watch rampage very much did any of you guys see the deletion match oh i want to go back i'm I'm a couple weeks behind so i want to see that i always enjoyed that that back whenever the impact days with the the whole compound and all that the hardy comp i love those matches the theatrical part of it and just Matt Hardy may be one of the best creative minds in wrestling. They need to get him in there and, and have him do some of the storylines because he does a great job with it. But um, I don't know where this is going. I thought the firm was deleted. I don't know. I'm confused on why we're still continuing this. So I'm going with the Hardy party. Jeff Hardy's back. They're not. They're they're, they're kind of hot right now because of him returning. I'm going with the Hardy party and to win this match. You know, there's also like a we're just- Weird stipulation where if they win, Matt gets now he gets Ethan Page's contract. You know, because Ethan Page and Stokely had his and Isaiah's for a while. Now, if Hardy wins, he gets Ethan Page's. So we just 
Mm-hmm. I guess we that continue with that. So, that could be so, interesting. Yeah. Underutilized. Yeah. Ethan Page underutilized. I I think Ethan Page can be a like I really like his work when he's when he's working on his own. You know, the American top team thing I wasn't a huge fan of, but just in, on his own I think he can be good. But I agree with you. I think that Hardy Party will win just because of the stipulation that states that they get his contract. And and by the way, Brett, you mentioned Matt Hardy. I think Jeff Hardy's one of those great creative minds too. I think yeah. those two together, I think, could really help somebody down the road. And I think they're probably working on some of this stuff too. But I just think that he's kind of not being able to get out of his own way in his own personal life. But I think they're both very creative and intelligent people. Do you, do, really- you think, do you think they had anything to do with the the Briscoe? They had the little Briscoe storyline where – uh, they went to the Briscoes and they were helping them out. That was kind of similar to the Hardy compound type deal. Uh, and Matt shaking his head. So I thought that was kind of interesting, something that they may do more of too. Yeah, I, I really like that. That was a, a nice vignette. I think of all the final deletion matches that they've had at the compound, it's probably the least. I don't think they gave them enough time to really develop that and, and, and work through it. I, I like Hardy Party. I think Ethan Page. I do miss Dan Lambert, though, Jeremy. So I'm gonna have to okay, say that's, that. fair. that's but, fair. I love him as a heel. He, he has that Dominic Mysterio hateability to him. You can go out there and just make everybody real mad real quick. Uh, but I, I, I can't wait to see, you know, that's one of those things that AEW has that WWE doesn't. I mean, we're talking about a storyline development over multiple months on a basically opening card match, you know, just something that is, is a throwaway match compared to what these other things we're going to talk about. And there's months of storyline development and we can see storyline. Is this going to happen? Is it, I mean, kind of like what we're talking about with the bloodline, what are they going to do with the Ethan page contract? And we're talking about storylines in just regular matches. And it seems like the WWE, if they can't put a belt on it, they can't put a storyline on it. So Sometimes I, even I with a belt, they can't put a storyline with it. Yeah, look, at, look at Natalia versus Rhea Ripley. <laughs> just because there's a belt doesn't mean we're interested in it. So, yeah, this, this was very interesting one. I think, um, again, I, I like the Hardy stuff. It's. I know they've done it a lot in other companies, but they could still do some stuff in AEW with it. Just because there's so many different people that they can they can go against, and that's what I think they find interesting how they they're able to weave them in and out of. You know, you've got one group going against another. They have them going at each other for a while. They they run its course and they kind of weave themselves into another another program, and it's like seamless a lot of times. It's so did everybody. Tony Khan's little notebook paper that he has. Yeah. All right. So, so Matt, who did you did you make your pick there? Hardy Party. Okay, because I lost audio for a second there. Unplugged my headphones. Uh, Brandon, did, you, did uh, who you got yep. there? Hardy Party. Hardy Party. Okay. So Kyle's by himself on that one. He's going with the firm. I think it's because he was overthinking it too much. He didn't know who was picking. He has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we got uh, the next one, BCC versus the Elite. Uh, man, the Anarchy match, there's going to be the Moxley effect is what I call this match. There's going to be blood everywhere in this match. Um, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be – it's just going to be great. I think – I love these kind of matches as long as there's some – and they've kind of gone back and forth with this feud for a little bit. Uh, you got the reunited – uh, elite with Adam Page in the mix. 
Um, you've got lots of things crossed. You had you had Adam Page not liking Omega. Now they're back together. You had Moxley and Page not liking each other. I mean, a lot of different things have intertwined, and now they're back, and you've got the groups again. Um, I think this match favors BCC just because of the brutality and all that in it. Elite's coming in, kind of injured. They've been, but I like Kyle's theory about Don Callis. I'm not sure they really haven't told, completely told us why he did that to Kenny Omega. I guess because he was he didn't like that they were getting back together with the elite. He he thinks that he's you know with Don Callis and Kenny Omega. You know they won all these belts and and now he's not being his the Kenny Omega that he knew. I, I'm assuming that's why he he took Kenny out. That's kind of what I gathered from it. Um, I think he's somehow involved in this. And I think this kind of continues on for a little bit longer. Um, and I'm going to go with BCC on this one. You know, we mentioned earlier about when they announced they were going to go anarchy in the arena, how excited we were. I was actually hoping for blood and guts. That's what I was hoping we were going to get. Like, I, well, There will probably be blood and guts in this match, Jeremy. Well, but I want the official. I want you to lock them in a cage and give them all the weapons. I want us to see what happens. But I think that will happen down the road. I think we're going to get that between those two. I'm going to go with the elite here. I think just the the adding Adam Page back, bring it. You know, I think Omega pissed off at Callus, and I think if Callus is involved, which I think he will be, it'll be for Omega to get him back. You know, um, I'm going to go with the elite just because I think it will continue, and I think that BCC has just kind of built themselves up. Probably, I don't know. The storytelling in this one has been. BCC is better than everybody else, and we're the only ones who were this. We're the only ones who were that. And I think that this round goes to the elite because I think we're going to get a lot more. But I, I do like bringing Paige back, and and uh, I don't know. I, I want the elite to win, I guess, more than anything. And uh, it's going to continue, so it ultimately doesn't matter. It's not, it's not the ultimate end of this thing. Do they extend uh, this out to the all-in, all-out pay-per-views? Blood and Guts at Wembley, maybe? Ooh, you know, that crowd's going to be on fire. So can you Ooh. imagine that kind of match? I mean. And you got to think that the Wembley crowd would be pro-BCC with just the people involved there. Uh, so I, I think at the end, you let BCC win at the end of this at the end of this feud. Is BCC on top? I don't, you know, I, I don't know if they would do that or not, but it would be an interesting match to have there. I think they will. I think they will face each other in some way at Wembley. I think, I actually think BCC needs us more than the elite. I mean, you look at kind of the individuals you had Danielson lose to MJF at the last pay-per-view you had Moxley lose to hangman at the last pay-per-view. Uh, I, I think, you know, when you add up kind of the sum of the parts, you've got two big stars for the elite, but you got three big stars over on the BCC with, uh, with uh, Claudio on top of that. Uh, I think it's easy to stick one of the, the, the loss on one of the uh, uh, young bucks. And I think that's, what's going to happen. I think they will uh, end up losing and, uh, but again, I think it's going to be an entertaining match, and I think the storyline will go on. Uh, but I think because of Callus, that's your that's your built-in easy explanation of the of the continuation of the story. So I'm taking BCC. I don't know. I'm all looking right, forward man. to this match. Uh, they, they're going to be they're going to be fighting all the way from Vegas all the way to North Carolina. 
<laughs> I, I do hate that we probably won't get Kenny's uh, entrance for this match. We'll probably get the carry on my wayward sons, but but I do love when Justin Roberts uh, introduces Kenny, and uh, it's probably one of my favorite entrances in in uh, wrestling. But uh, I, it's gonna be a fun match. I, I'm I'll go with the elite, uh, the elite too. I think I think they'll pull it off. Uh, I you know I, I like y'all's points on why the back, Blackpool Combat Club win, but I'm gonna be kind of like Jeremy, and I guess you would say Corey there too. Is that I want. The elite to win, so I'm gonna go with the elite. But man, but, uh, it, it's funny that Corey doesn't even set foot on any these shows, but yet he gets more mentions than yeah. <laughs> need to get Corey on. I think that's a good plan. That would be interesting. He well, used to run windows, go. though. You know, hey, this thing can this thing can put us all over the screen. I think we can have up to like nine people on here. That's scary. Yeah, that would be his commentary would be uh, rather entertaining. <laughs> That's why I'm ready for basketball. Oh, anyway, we'll stop there. I'm ready for basketball to get my man Corey in the gym. But anyway, anyway, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, we're ready. Don't worry. All right. So basically, we split two two them between the four of us on that one. All right. Next match: Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie, um, AEW TBS Championship. Um, I don't think. My opinion on Jade Cargo, I don't think she loses this belt. I think it ends up she trades it in or she promote gets promoted to the other the the actual AEW championship. So I'm going with Jade Cargo here. Yeah, I think Jade wins. I, I don't think you don't you don't build her up the way you have with this however many days and all this kind of stuff to have her lose to Tayu. I like Tayu. I don't think she's a worthy competitor, but I don't think that's how it ends. I don't think that would be a way for the story to end uh, with her. So I think Jade wins. I agree. I think Jade wins, but this is the first time in the you know the the litany of uh, opponents that Jade has. I think you could see a story. I mean, they've actually built Ty up to be a a formidable competitor to her. I think Jade is going to win, but I think it's going to make both of them look better in the process. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's going to be a match. I'm going to go with Jade. Uh, see, it's going to be opposite now because I'd like to see Ty win. Just because, I mean, I, I, I like, you know, I was never a big Taya fan, either, but I like how they've used her since they brought her in. Uh, geez, I don't know. I just, I, I've liked the little, I mean, Mark Sterling gets in the way, but I've, I've liked the thing with her and Jade. And, uh, but yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, I agree with Brett on, because I want to see Jade keep winning. I want to see her go for the main title still undefeated. So I don't, she doesn't need to lose that. She needs to get, I don't know you if she can get to the 100, because I think what, what was she at 51, 52 or something? Or she's 50. Over, she's not, she, I don't think she'll get. I thought she's over 70. Huh? I think she's oh, she maybe. But she, I, I don't think she'll ever get to 100, but I think she's going to get up there. Well, my thinking is that you could really, you want to use that to put somebody over really big. Like if, if she's undefeated like that, she's won this whole time, you want to put that on your next big star that you want to put over. Um, kind of like we talked about with Roman Reigns, whoever goes over Roman, you want to use that smartly. You just want to put somebody random. You want to, that person needs to be the next big star. And so I don't think Taya Valkyrie, that's she's not it right now. All right. Next match. Um, we'll go to the next uh, women's championship. We got Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. For the AEW Women's Championship, um, there's going to be a lot of things going on in this match. Things on the side, outside, interference, 
no telling what's all going to be involved when you've got the outcast will be looming around. Also, Britt Baker and probably a few others will be looming around. So this could this could go multiple ways. Uh, I think haters haters too hot right now. I think she's gonna she's gonna retain. Um, Tony Storm's already had a title run at this point, and I don't think that's who takes the title off Hater. Um, I'm gonna go with Jamie Hater here. Yeah, I'm I'm a little different as far as maybe what you're kind of mentioning in, in the mainstream. I'm not liking Hater. Yeah, I I, I just don't she's, I don't she's buy not with it. the fans. Is, is what I was going with. Like, well, I mean, I, I don't even get why because I, I usually consider myself hot with the fans. I think I was ahead of the t- curve on acclaimed and some of the other ones. I don't get hater, and, and maybe it's a niche market or something as far as that goes. But I mean, I think you know, Britt Baker, you know, Britt Baker Page or okay, Soraya, so okay Matt. So when we go to so here's what here's my prediction for all in and Wembley, you have Jamie Hater versus Soraya. That's money. I mean, that isn't that the two you'd want to see over there in in the UK area? Me personally, I'd rather see Britt Baker against Jamie Hayter. Break, the fans, break them up. The and, fans point though. I get it, I, and, and there's definitely something to be said there. But maybe you could have Jade versus Soraya, and that that puts Jade over bigly as as a monster heel if if she gets that win, and then you can have Britt Baker and uh, Jamie Hayter or their ball. For me, Britt Baker as a heel is just phenomenal, and I miss that. Well, they're, you think they're gonna—they're not gonna go there now because they're trying to sell them on the All Access. Um, so they're kind of the good guys for say for now. But I think uh, eventually, Britt gets tired of Jamie Hayer getting all the spotlight, like and turns heel, and and they go at it at some point. And in what better place than Wembley? But you know, I, I think Hater's going to keep winning. Uh, I don't think Tony Storm is that person. Uh, but obviously, with Thunder Rosa coming back, there's a couple of ready, ready built storylines for a lot of people there. I'm a huge Tony Storm fan, but I think Hater's going to win. And I originally thought, you know, it seemed like they were going to that Hater Britt Baker, but then when the, they went to this Outcast thing, I think that kind of delayed that story a little bit because that the Outcast thing got pushed to the you know, push to the forefront. And so once that kind of dies back down, then they may go back to, you know, Hater Baker, you know, and maybe eventually split them up. But but they had to see this this outcast thing out through once uh, Ruby Soho switched to their side and they had to get this going for a little bit. But I think it's more likely at Wembley we would get uh, Hater Soraya and then, you know, later down the line get Hater and Britt. So everybody's on Hater, right? We're sipping on the haterade, Jeremy. Are you sipping on the haterade? You know, this is one of those matches, and I'm gonna. It, it, we've had this discussion, right? I'm not a huge women's wrestling fan. I don't hate it. I don't dislike it, but it's not something I'm usually interested in. I'm interested to see these two go at it. I, I really am. And for the sake of trying to win another competition, I'm gonna go with the Storm. Like I just. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree that Hater and Soraya down the road is better, Britt and Hater and all that kind of stuff, but maybe there's still a lot there's a lot of time between now and Wembley, right? Like there's gonna be some things happen between then you got time for all that kind of stuff to work out. Maybe you put the belt on Storm, which is now somebody you can believe that Jade can come in and beat for that title. I mean, there's all kind of things right that could happen on the road. I'm gonna go with Storm. 
really for no other reason than I'm, I, I have a coin here. I could flip it if you want me to, but we'll go with Storm just to maybe take the win. All right. At least I know two of you I'm beating now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got uh, the next match. Orange Cassidy versus The Field in a 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. Uh, I like Orange Cassidy. I think his character is hilarious. Uh, I love how he carries his title in the backpack every time he has it in his bag and brings us the ring. Um, the field versus 20. The odds are just not in his favor here. I think this is a way you could give him a break and you could have him lose and him not take the pin. So I'm actually going to take the field here, even though I wouldn't be sad if Orange Cassidy won. I'm going with the odds here. And the odds say that someone else goes away with the international championship. You know, wasn't it, was it double or nothing or all in last year where we got the first Jane entrance? Uh, I think it was double or nothing last year where he had been doing the other stuff. I'm going to take Orange Cassidy. I don't think that he cares about the break. I think the guy, um, they have done a great job of taking him from somebody who was not a joke, right? But his, his stick is a little, he leads Almost. off like every show. If y'all notice that, like it yeah. just they go open and it's like boom, he hits his music and like just about every week. I'd say like two out of three weeks. About he's the first first match. When I first started watching AEW, I was kind of like, okay, who's this guy? Right, like he's their comedy <laughs> guy. He's but they have done a good job of him being a competitive guy now who can compete against. He, I mean, think of the guys he's knocked off along the way uh, in the matches he's had he, he in the last couple of years. He owns his character too, Jeremy. Like he, I love he, it. Look what it is. It's different. It's not like anybody else. And the things he can do with his hands in this pocket, as funny as it is, it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I I hope the guy wins. I, I enjoy watching him. I think he's one of the best things. There's a lot of good things about the show. It's one of the best things that I enjoy watching. Um, but is you know where's our boy Danhausen, Brett? Like is is he involved in this match? What in the world is going on? Where's he at? He got he, hurt. He got. He was with Hook for a while, which I enjoyed them. Ah, yes. Is is Hook in this match? Because that's another guy we don't talk a lot about. Anyway, but I, I think Orange Cassidy's a guy. They like having the belt on. I think and it's hard to it, well. It's hard to know too without knowing who's in the match. You know, you're just going with. Oh, so you don't even have like a list of who's in it. Uh-uh. It just says twenty competitors, TBD. Which we might find some of those out tomorrow night, and we may. I know. I know Hobbs will be in it. You know, they'll throw a bunch of tag teams in there, you know, like, you know, it works. Ray Phoenix and everyone, yeah. Like. Yeah. I agree with Brett. I think when, you, when you're when you doing mathematics, you know, 20 out of 21, according to my math, that's a 95% chance he's going to lose. A little, little bit more of a fraction there, but, you know, 94.8 or something. Uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, we're probably going to see a big return, a Miro or, or something is going to come into this, and, and that wild card will be the one who ends up winning it and maybe take that championship over to Collision and get that ready to go. Uh, I think this is an easy way to make him lose and not impact him at all. That sounded awful familiar, Matt. Thanks for, for uh, following up my statement there. <laughs> It, it, you, being the professor, it makes me sound really smart. But if, <laughs> but if Cardona comes through the curtain, then Cardona's going to win. I'm just telling you. 
all of this is AI, by the way. I'm an AI bot. All you're hearing is there's nothing real here. Oh, All right, Brandon. I'm I'm going with the field, and uh, I like uh, where Diggs uh, went there with the the mirror, and I'll I'll, I'll go the same, but I'll say Andrade. Mm-hmm. Also, Andrade comes back and uh, wins it, but uh, I, it's gonna be. A, I think we're gonna have some mystery person we're not thinking of, and they're gonna come win it. That's how these things normally work, right? If, if we get to the if we get to the end and there's no mystery person, then Orange Cassidy's gonna win. But I'm gonna go, uh, so kind of hedge my bets like Jeremy did. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the field. Here. Will, will the will the last person to come out be wearing a mask? Uh, MJF is uh, MJF ish, I guess would be the correct phrase there. But anyway, just a joke. Whatever. Wouldn't the Sorry. roof come off if if the last entry was CM Punk? Listen, I'm holding out hope. Oh. I'm holding out hope. Because they haven't mentioned him, and they were going to mention him with a new show. You know, I know this would be very what go far out there, but just if if it just happened and he was the actual wild card, holy moly, the place would explode. Because he doesn't have to win it. I don't. Before he came out, before he came out last time, everyone knew he was coming out. It was rumored. You've heard nothing about it. It's been kind of silent. And if he was just to show up and 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 be in this match, that would be. Well, on, on a business side of things, I don't know if you saw this, AEW is, has a backup plan in place for not being able to host the first collision in Chicago, right? Like, I think there's some validity to the idea that whatever happened with Punk may have broken down, unfortunately. Uh, anyway, that's, that's another deal. They announced, they announced that tomorrow night where the first collision will be. Right. So, we'll see. I, we'll know tomorrow night where, you know. We'll see does, that give it away? does that give it away, though, if it's in Chicago? Oh, well, CM Punk's going to be there. Is it pretty obvious at that point? I think so. They didn't let that information out the first time on accident, by the way. We talked about that a few times tonight. It was out there for a reason, and then it went away for a reason, I think, you know, whatever, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But um, I'm all I'm for the surprise. I like the surprise. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get eyes on it, sell tickets, you know, yada, yada. For me, as a wrestling fan, I don't want to know that kind of thing. I want to be like, "Oh my goodness, this just happened," and get the real, real life reaction. Versus, well, I'm still excited he's going to be there, but it kind of takes the fun away from it. And and they do a good job with surprises, right? Like, think back to the night that Adam Cole and Brian Danielson both came back. Like we were expecting one, we weren't expecting the other, and so they do a good job with those things, but. I think the punk thing is too obvious. If they announce it's going to be in Chicago, yeah, he's going to be back, is my opinion. But uh, I don't know. Who, I mean, a guy like Hook, could he win the Battle Royale? Yeah, he could win it. There's a lot of guys who could win it. Um, I like Miro and Andrade. Both of those were good good suggestions. Somebody that's going to go to collision, I think you're right. I think there's there's something to that. And it could be I – mean, it could be North Cassie. They're going to move over there. Who knows? But at least it's not the dynamite – International championship going to collision. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, because now you have the TNT championship that's on TBS every week. That kind of interesting. Mm-mm. So, is the TNT title now go to collision on Saturday because it's on TNT, right? Mm. I don't know. Is collision going to be on TNT or is it going to be on Max? I believe it's on TNT. It's on, on TNT. Saturday oh. nights, yeah, yeah. It's a I TNT just, show. You no, know, because originally when they did the TNT title, it was on TNT. When they moved to the TBS, you still had 
the TNT title on TBS. So now they have a show on TNT. So if they're do you move that over, and that's the main title for Collision? Mm-hmm. That's e- they're just super early and super late when they have NBA and NHL games. <laughs> yeah, well, true. So, what was it? I think we had a 4:30 rampage on Fridays or something like that, or it's going to be 4:30 this <laughs> week. Like, what in the world, man? Like, imagine being in California; it's 2:30 when it comes on the air. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> and then so, when the NCAA tournament, they started like at 12:30, so midnight. So, mm-hmm. all right. The next match we got is the for the ladder match for the TNT Championship: Wardlow versus Christian Cage. Um. And and Brandon's right. He said that while ago when Kyle was speaking, the ladder match. Is that so you think Christian Cage has a chance? Because I still think that I know as much as they bounce this title around, Christian Cage doesn't need a title. I don't think they, they, they don't need to put the title on if, if they're smart. Maybe eventually it's Luchasaurus that, that with Christian Cage help wins the title and that pushes him up. I'm going with that Wardlow is going to retain and it's going to be a, a good ladder. I mean, Christian Cage does great in ladder matches. I think it's going to be a great match, but I'm thinking Wardlow is going to retain. He's going to battle and struggle through getting hit with ladders and probably Luchasaurus is going to be involved, but I still think Wardlow is going to pick up the win. I said it earlier. I was, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Christian's going to win. Uh, Luchasaurus is going to take him out of the match somehow, and Christian's just going to kind of either walk up the ladder, or Luchasaurus is going to lift him up, and you know, because he's going to be beat up from Wardlow after you know a bunch of powerbomb symphonies. And uh, so then you know, he's not going to be able to climb, but Luchasaurus will lift him up there and he'll, he'll win. And just it kind of adds to his arrogance, like you know, I beat this monster, you know, even though he he's not going to take you know he's not going to be the one beat him down but he he can use that to to enhance his heel character because he'll have that belt to to rub it in people's faces for a little bit even though he's doing it behind the big dinosaur doesn't it say a lot about aew though that a lot are except for max he's smarter than the rest of us but the fact that we have a hard time picking who's going to win these matches, like, doesn't say a lot about the way they have built some of these things up. Like, it, it's different than the other pay per view we picked before this, right? Yeah, because we are like, all pretty similar on the picks. I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, yeah, man, what Brandon's saying makes perfect sense. Oh, what Brett's saying makes perfect sense. <laughs> Heck, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I, I'm going to go with Christian too because I think Luchasaurus does get involved. I think Christian will win the match. It's a ladder match for a reason. I mean. Is it, is it worth putting him in a ladder match just so Wardlow can beat Christian in a ladder match? Like, is that that big of a deal to, to Wardlow's Well, it, it makes Wardlow look really good if he beats Christian Cage in his own match. It, yeah, well, it, especially if Wardlow, like, does some crazy move where he, you know, throws Luchasaurus through, you know, off the ramp or something. If he throws like, him, like, through three ladders or something. You yeah, know. or like our our tables or ladder. Yeah, they like throws them off the ramp onto you know, and just takes him completely out. Then you got Warlow. You know, it, it makes him look even stronger. It doesn't change my pick, but but that would be how I'd see it. Is but, he's going to have to destroy Luchasaurus? But they have not, they have not been committed to protecting Wardlow, right? Like there have been times where he's lost and he hasn't looked the greatest. So I don't know that they're that concerned about protecting that guy. Like, he's a guy who's going to be a good worker for them. They're going to put him on shows. He does all these 
like he's a big, strong guy and whatever. But I don't think they've worried about protecting him as much as. Well, my, and that's not why I'm going. I'm I'm thinking because it's more of Christian doesn't need the title. That they're going to continue this feud, and Luchasaurus is going to take it versus the other, uh, that Wardlow is just that they they're that big on Wardlow. I think it's more of that they don't. They're going to use Christian to push Luchasaurus. If, if they put the title on Christian, then what does that do for Luchasaurus? Now he's just a, he's going to continue to be Christian's little uh, crony. I think that he gets revenge for Christian Cage, and he's the one that knocks off Wardlow down the line. That's why I went with with uh, Wardlow versus what you guys are going. That that's it's it's more about. Christian not needing it, and, and Luchasaurus does need it versus uh, Wardlow just needs it. My guy, Brett, or, or Curveball, is completely on top of this thing. I, I agree with him. Uh, and and I, I'm sitting here, you know, Brandon, it's not being very convincing to me. I mean, Christian, Christian is a novelty act for you. I think you're just thinking of him back in, in TLC and, and, you know, 2003 at the Astrodome or whatever. You're, you're reminiscing when it comes to this. And, and I actually disagree with you too, Jeremy. I think that they have protected Wardlow quite a bit. If he loses this, he is now officially the Sasha Banks of AEW. Just can't wow. get more than one pay-per-view win in a row. I mean, they have bounced them back, but I mean, his losses, you know, to, to Samoa Joe, I mean, you know, you know, and, and they kind of push Samoa Joe and then something happens with, with him. I mean, we are one year from the anniversary of Wardlow, not wiping out MJF and you got to keep Wardlow strong to honor that match at all. So I think Wardlow is going to go in there and he's going to on the one year anniversary of the MJF squash match. He's going to beat Christian in probably one of those sneaky good matches. I think uh, put because he is super athletic and super talented. I mem- remember him in the cage and very early against Cody Rhodes doing, you know, moonsaults and, and, and things off of there. So I think that he is a, a incredible athlete and I think he's going to get the, get the win because as Brett said, Christian doesn't need this. You know, he doesn't need this at all. Luchasaurus needs it, but I think they're just going to use this to kind of build up Luchasaurus. Well, I, I think that, go ahead. Curveball. Oh. Well, curveball here is Christian somehow gets hurt before he can't compete. Luchasaurus takes over. And then when Wardlow's about to win, Christian comes back out, low blows him. Luchasaurus climbs and Luchasaurus does get his title. But then but then nobody would win because Christian didn't win the match. Well, I think I think no, Brandon, I'm saying, but Christian gets hurt before the match even starts and Luchasaurus replaces him. Well no, I'm just, but I'm saying as far as our picks go, your pick that would make sense for your pick because then nobody oh, yeah. would win. But I think Brandon's closer. No, no, but that'd be I could see well, that though. I mean what I, it's a ladder match, right? So you don't have to beat Wardlow clean. If you want to protect him, you can still protect him and have Luchasaurus somehow screw this thing up. But at, all right, let's go back to the very beginning of this Christian Luchasaurus thing. There was a moment where Luchasaurus turned on Christian for how long? It wasn't very long. Christian gets in his ear. He's back. And if AEW is anything, they always go back to things. They never leave it alone. At the end of this match, Christian wins. Luchasaurus turns on Christian. Luchasaurus gets the belt, and then you have Luchasaurus and Wardlow. Because you're right, Luchasaurus needs this more than the other two, right? Like, he's the one who needs the push because why doesn't he have a push? And so I, I could see that being something that happens here. So somewhere in the middle of what Brandon's saying and, and where I'm at maybe, but I think that that could be the option there too is to have him turn on Christian when it's over. 
because there was that moment where we saw that happen and Christian was able to get him back and Kenny, will that happen again? All right. All right. The uh, next matchup is uh, FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett for the AEW World Championship with special guest referee Mark Briscoe. Um, you don't put that part of the end, and I, it, it, it's you know clear cut FTR. But how is Mark Briscoe going to play in this match? Um, it's going to be the determination of the match. He is. You don't put a special guest referee in there. I've never seen a special guest referee just be in there and not have something to do with it, whether he gets knocked out or he's you know pulls some kind of shenanigan. Um, those kind of things always happen. Um, but I'm with, I'm with what Kyle said. We don't need to see Jeff Jarrett with a title, uh, FTR they're, they're hot right now. They're on top. They need to face someone that's more formidable as far as if they're going to lose the titles. So even with the shenanigans, I don't know which way that's going to go, but I think FTR overcomes if, if they do, if something does get pulled and, and they still, retain the titles. Yeah, I think FTR is going to win. I think that uh, at some point, Mark Briscoe is going to catch a guitar from, from Jarrett, and uh, someone else will come in and get the pin, but I think FTR is winning. I don't, I don't think you can put Lethal and Jarrett over FTR. Like I said a minute ago, I, I really enjoyed Jay Lethal's work, even all the way back. You remember back to the, the TNA days with him and Flair. I thought, you know, that stuff I, I like the guy. But uh, I think FTR wins. Man, there are not there are there are not many more guys that I enjoy watching more than than those two, and uh, I think it'll be a win for them. And and uh, the Briscoe involvement, whatever that looks like, I think he's going to catch a guitar. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe 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 FTR hits him again with something. But um, I think FTR gets the win. A couple of things that I think are you know I've actually been kind of impressed at at Jarrett being able to still wrestle at his age, you know, him and lethal. I, I don't think they're going to win this match by any means, but they've been entertaining relatively speaking on, in, in coming on here. But really one thing that this, I think this match highlights is the trios division has really watered down the tag team division. I mean, this, this on paper is the best tag team division in the history of professional wrestling. And we're getting FTR against Jared and lethal as our, and then, and then you don't even have the trios titles on the main show. It's going to be a uh, pre-show match, so right. And I mean, you got the Young Bucks. You've, I mean, there's so many different amazing tag teams, and you could, you know, flip a, you know, and get Omega and and Page back as a tag team, and have so many variants of amazing matches with FTR and FTR for that year. You know, even with granted, the Briscoes were part of that that run as well. We're just doing banger after banger after banger, and, and they have acclaimed. They acclaimed. They were so hot. Yeah, and it was kind of yeah. Fizzled out, and, and they're still hot. They just, you know, they they just don't have a story for them. But could you imagine FTR and the acclaim? Like, yes, give me, give me that match, Wembley. Listen, <laughs> and you could throw some some massive king lines out there. You know, coronation, you know, raps out there. Uh, but FTR is going to win this <laughs> match, but. Uh, I, I'm a little disappointed that this is the best we can get for AEW. But even though I, I'm saying at the same time, Jared and Lethal have impressed me, relatively speaking, with with what they've done. There's so many better matches we could have had for double or nothing. The storyline part of it's been pretty pretty interesting, 
but the match is not i don't think is going to live up to the storylines because that the whole stuff like we talked about earlier with briscoe into the briscoes and they basically were like trying to suck up to mark briscoe you know helping him on the farm and all that stuff you know that was all interesting the whole storyline bill has been interesting but i'm afraid like you said i think the, the match is gonna let us down a little bit and it's no offense to jeff jared i mean what is he close to 60 i mean somewhere in there i mean he's still for his age he he, he puts on a great it's just there could be better matches with all the tag teams that have, I guess, like and also props to AEW because you know we talk, we keep uh, bashing on Omos and all that. They're they're doing interesting things with Satnam Singh. He's more of a comedy guy, but I mean, did you see that bump he took off the ta- you know through two tables when as, as part of this buildup? And I mean, he got up after about two or three minutes and came roaring back. But they're treating him as a monster, but at the same time, not but making he, him serious. But he's yeah, but he's also where he's in his role where he fits. He's a big guy that can be muscle for a group. I'm telling you, Omos with the Hurt Business would have been stellar. You know, I know Lashley doesn't need technically a muscle, but if he's a heel and he's trying to run away from people like they have in the past, that would be a perfect spot for him. He comes in, he does his two moves to people, impresses with his strength, and he gets out of there. He doesn't have to talk. He just does his thing. And that's I think that's where they mess up with him. They're trying to push him to you know a main event where he, he's it's not his spot. Some people that's just they play their role and they're good at that. Maybe Omos will serve as the muscle for the uh, for the Street Profits heel turn. Wow. I could I could get behind that. Wow, no, no, no? no. no. I was bought in. I was bought in, and Jeremy's like, no, why not, Jeremy? <laughs> Why not? We don't even have Cal here to to to, to crap on it. So. The the street profits don't need Omos. They don't. They don't need him. But, but if they're heels and they're but, you know, they, what if Omos needs? What if Omos needs the street profits? He, he Omos does. needs the street profits. Omos could use any of us four, and it would help his situation currently. <laughs> um, you know, I, I do think, and kudos to AEW for making Jeff Jarrett somewhat um, relevant. Relevant, yeah. I mean. They're, they're doing a good job of, of including that guy in there. When he first came back, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, they did uh, the same thing with Sting, too, Jeremy. Yeah, and that dude's way older. I say I know. They've put him in good spots where he's been, you know, they don't overuse him. He comes out with Darby. He's, he gives Darby legitimacy. You know, he's been gone for a while, and I expect uh, – I've heard him versus Darby maybe as a final match at some point down the line because I think that they've been rumored he's going to hang it up pretty soon. His contract's coming up, I think. But they made him relevant, too. They do a good job of putting people in and not over-pushing them to the top where they don't need to be. Like, Sting doesn't need it. He's already been there. He's done that. Let him elevate somebody else either by, you know, putting them over or being a, uh, like in, in Darby's case, just being someone there to make him, uh, a bigger star. It just feels so like Jared's I, been more Jared's been more physical and more involved, I think, than Sting, and I think that's impressive to me. And, and they've used him in a storyline that's been relevant, and that's you know I, I'm shocked by that. I thought it was going to be a waste. And even Sotnam, if he would have helped the Mavericks the way he's helping out those two guys, and maybe he'd have a different career. Uh, but you know, I, I, I they're doing a great job with those guys. But I think FTR gets the win. I'm interested to see how. Sanjay and those guys are involved in the match because they will be on some level. 
uh, and and what happens with Mark Briscoe and there. I think it's going to be a great match. I don't want to say great match in that way. Physically, it may not be great, but I think it will be entertaining to watch and fun to watch. It'll definitely be interesting. Yeah. Yet again, we're kind of getting back to that bloodline story uh, point where we're not necessarily talking about great matches, but where's the story going to go? How is this going to work out? And AEW gives us this a lot more than it's honestly, we we've, we've done a lot more of that in our picks than we have the other, the other. And you're you're willing to overlook the fact it may not be as great of a match, right? Like in WWE, it's a bad match and there was nothing to it. And at least in this, if this match is terrible, we're still going to be happy with the result based on what else goes on around it. So that's, which is why we all, I say we all, I'm not speaking for everybody, it's why I love the show better than what we're getting on Monday and Friday. Yeah. All right, so FTR for the sweep there, it looks like. Yeah. All right, the uh, main event, the four pillars, or the pillars four-way match for the AEW World Championship, MGF, Darby Allen, Jungle Bull Jack Perry, and Sammy Guevara. Um, sadly, the main event is super obvious to me. It's MJF. Um like Matt talked about earlier, I just don't see these as legitimate competitors. I know it could go different ways where they could pin and he wouldn't be in there. The MGF is too hot as a heel right now that they would just do no service to take the belt off him at this point, unless it's for somebody they're legitimately pushing to the top. I don't think any of these three are that right now. So I'm saying MJF um, should be a great match, though. I mean, this all four can work in the ring, so it's going to be a great match. I just don't think there's any outcome that I see other than MJF weaseling his way in somehow, some way, getting the victory as normal. I just think he needs to have a dominant win. Like, I'm not that he needs it. I think you're right. He's going to weasel his way in. Darby's going to hit a coffin drop on Sammy, and then MJF's going to get a cheap one at the end and roll whatever. How that's going to, we all know how it's going to play out. I'd love to see them put MJF in a match where he just destroys them. Like to just, I mentioned earlier, I think it's the storyline that's the that's the real story here, not the match itself. And for him, and what it would mean to him and for him to be able just to to, to really dominate those three. But his character, even more. but his character's been sold, Jeremy, as being I win Weasley and I'm smarter than you. That's how I win. But I think what 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 I think is that I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say I, what I feel like is that's going to change at some point where he doesn't want to win that way, right? Like I think he, I think the character's been built as someone who doesn't like hearing that's how he's winning. Like I, I think he wants to be known as the guy. That's why the the pillar concept is so important here. Now, now he's the guy, and he has told him he's the guy, but he needs to go show it at this point, not just get the win. MJF wins match of the night five star by Dave Meltzer. Wow! Wow! Earlier, I remember Matt saying he wasn't sold in this match. I thought, and then man, he just—he just, he just I think he, he shocked. I me think he one. said he was—he wasn't sold on the other three story. having a chance story, to win, yeah. not the actual. Yeah. Right? Right? Am I correct, there, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great match, but MJF's going to win. There's going to be no intrigue. You know, the the near falls, you're not going to really wonder, is this about to hit the, the map, going to hit the third time? It's, I mean, MJF is winning this match, but I think they are going to lay it all on the line and, and give us everything, and I think it'll be a great match. Right. I'm going with Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, and uh, 
think he wins it, keeps the keeps the triple B, and we'll we'll see what's next for him. I hate to even ask this question, but if it's not, let's say it's not going to be MJF, who would you think it would be next? Like, who would you think? Because I think it would be Darby. Darby, right? I mean, yep. Sammy to me is a close second in that group. I don't yeah. think it's Jack Perry, but I think it would be Darby. And I, mean, I don't believe. I wouldn't believe Jungle Boy. Like, I would. No. I would say for me, it would be Sammy Guevara is the biggest upside star wise right now. What? What is? What? It, Darby, what does he do? He just does crazy stuff. Do I really know much about him? Like, Sammy's got a good persona already kind of built in. He's, you know, I think he's got a better chance of, like, being a solid heel, not MGF's level yet, but possibly at some point. Um, Darby Allen, I don't know much about him other than he paints his face and he likes the skateboard and he does daredevil stuff. Um to me, I think Sammy would be my number one is if if I was to pick someone else. If I had to pick someone else, I actually disagree with you. I think it would be Jungle Boy. I think the way they pushed him, he's the only logical person who could hold that thing. And given that you're shaking your head, Brandon, that lets you know how implausible it is for any of them to win other <laughs> than MJF because that's how, how much of a gap there is. And really, I, I've actually been – I love MJF. I love his – his storyline and arc and the whole supervillain things, those promos against CM Punk were some of the best TV, captivating TV KOs commentary that I've ever seen. But I think this has actually exposed a weakness in him that he really needs. He can't, he hasn't been able to build those three up. He needs established people to make him look good. The CM Punks to, for him to really develop. I don't think he's done a very good job of this storyline much at all. And it was so predictable with the fact that this was going to be a four way and the build to it. I've, it. It's been a very disappointing thing. Now, that being said, I think they're going to go wrestle. I mean, if you remember that Darby Allen and uh, uh, MJF match, that was like a technical clinic, just back and forth kind of a thing. I think it's going to be a very technically sound, excellent uh, wrestling match. But M- MJF has actually lowered his stock for me in this build because he hasn't shown he can build them up. And I think maybe they were kind of hoping or banking on that he would be able to do that in this build, and he just never did. CM Punk is coming back possibly soon, so we could revisit that. Well, I was going to say in the tag team division, we talked about how it's a little weak right now. What about CM Punk and Ace Steel? Because they've shown that together they can do some damage, right? So maybe you put those two in a tag team. Wow. Wow, Jeremy. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That, man. I think that's a good way to uh, wrap up tonight. Do you have any final thoughts about this this pay-per-view? Not, you know, in general, we talk, I think it's going to be a great one. I think this is a bad weekend for WWE that put their performance out on Saturday and these guys to go on Sunday. I think it's – obviously, AEW is never going to put WWE out of business, but I think the disparity between what they do is going to be – WWE puts on a show, right? AEW puts on a wrestling show, and I think there's two different things here, but I think it's going to – I think it's going to look really bad back-to-back nights, having them like that. And I think that the AEW is going to look really well on, you know, come Sunday night. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be rough. Brandon, uh, Matt, any thoughts there to wrap things up? It's going to be a fun weekend of wrestling. I mean, you got start early Saturday with uh, Night Champions. And I think, I guess, the is the NXT one like early Sunday too, I think. 
I think it's pretty early in the day because there's no way they're going to go head to head with AEW. Uh, that would just be idiotic. Uh, so I, I would take I think it. It's they like are a, going head to head, if I remember right. I can tell you. We got uh, let's see. Uh, NXT Battleground is the same day as AEW. I know it's the same day, but I didn't know about the time start. It's, it, it, it's head to head. Two hours running. Oh, oh seven o'clock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's rough there. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that on Monday or Tuesday or whenever. But uh, but but I mean there. I mean I know we're not talking about that paper, but there's some you know I don't know how much y'all watch XT. I'm a couple weeks behind by watching, but there's gonna be some good matches on there. I hate I hate that they're doing that. I wish they would have gave it you know a noon start and gave it early in the day because you know Carmelo and Braun always put on a good match and there's some good matches on there, but it's gonna just get it's buried because. What time it's going on? Yeah. Well, my, my final thoughts are: I'm not sure if I'm scared or 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 if I'm feeling good about my picks because I I picked the same as as Professor Diggs tonight. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing that we agree tonight, Matt. Well, I am your reigning and defending DFW Varsity Pick'em champion for two straight years in high school football. So I mean. So, so I should feel good about my picks then, huh? Okay. I, I feel pretty good about your picks. However, however, Brent, let's talk about who won at WrestleMania. Because it was well, this guy. It was, but Matt was not involved at that point. In oh, the pick. Oh, well, but, then Matt, but I wasn't involved. I mean, this is kind of like our own pillars match here, because Matt was involved in Backlash and I was not, right? So, I mean, now we're well, kind of... We're involved in Matt. You still you your picks in you, you made your picks. Oh, I, I did. Really? Yeah, it was afterwards. Yeah, so I probably won that one too. Um, but but so. we tied Brett right for <laughs> backlash. I feel like you and I have ended up tying there too. So. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we we've been on the same wavelength a lot tonight, Matt, which is a little different than normal. But it's okay. I, I, we we're kind of on the same. Uh, maybe we're we're watching the the programs the same way. I don't know. Well, we just saw him texting you during the show to tell you who to pick. I mean, we all saw it. We didn't. You didn't think we saw it, but we did. I mean, why would he want it? What, what what would that do? What what good would it do for him to give me his picks away? It wouldn't. Well, I mean, when you slip him we're establishing my heel turn on you, Brett. We're going to stay even and even, <laughs> and then you're going to get the steel chair for SummerSlam. I guess so. I guess we're we're on the same team right now. Then we'll we'll, we'll turn turn on uh, each other or something. I know you and you and Kyle right now are at odds, but maybe y'all will team up next week or next show and and join forces. Wait till football season, as Brandon can tell you. Once I throw out some football HSOs, uh, y'all may not like me anymore. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's Dude, just his, start now. Uh, you know, there's a few things on Twitter I really like, and his uh, Friday night, late Friday night dumps or whatever he called district dumps or whatever. I, I look forward to those uh, when I get home at two in the morning every Friday night. Yeah, we've, we've got uh, we got some things, all, and, and that's another thing we. Uh, the net is in. We've got some some great things coming down the pipe as well, and hope to have have all you guys in uh, involved in that this year. And uh, we've we've got a lot of things that we've added to our to our shows. We're gonna have. We still gonna uh, do a Brookhill show, Jeremy? We still. Uh, yeah, we're working on that. I, I think so. I think it's gonna happen for us. The Brookhill show. I know we're gonna do uh, yeah, a Chapel Hill show. Um, you know, I've know uh, Matt. Are you still are you gonna be uh, doing anything with Terry? 
he said something about maybe you guys we are, are going to. We are actually taping tomorrow. We're going to do a small school DFW show because I, awesome. I, I'm Mr. Small, small School Digsy comes out and, and Terry's got sideline to sideline. So we're going to put those two brains together and uh, put his flavor and my flavor together. And there'll probably be a lot of conflict. So that'll be its well, own thing. Well, I mean, if you, if, if you and Terry put your brains together, there's yours and then yours when you put them together. So, I mean, given that East Texas owns Coach X, I mean, that that's all you got to say about East Texas right there. Tatum's <laughs> own, right? It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, there'll be a lot of integration between uh, us and Terry and the L4 guys. We're, we're, you know, we're excited to be a, a part of that. And also doing this uh, Disrespect Sports Network. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Uh Thank you all for joining us tonight, everyone. And, uh, man, it's just, I don't know, next week we might have 10 people. I don't know. It's, it's the, the wrestling, the wrestling uh, crew is getting large. It's, you know, the perfect 10, perfect 10. I don't know. Uh, but, I, again, I, I appreciate uh, everyone out there. And, and you guys, it's, like I said, we started off with just being me and Kyle is a, just kind of a, hey, let's do this. And you know, all these wrestling, wrestling uh, critics come out. And it's just been, uh, been a lot of fun. We kind of we kind of all just come out into the light uh, out of the darkness of watching our wrestling where no, we don't tell anybody. And now here hey, we I've are. Got a, but I've got a and it's it's funny because you know I watch all this stuff with myself. You might you guys may feel the same. I need a place to air my grievances and my excitement somewhere, and this is kind of where it where it comes out at. Because as much as I get frustrated, and you guys uh, mirrored that as well with some of the stuff. Some of it's been great, so. We but and this is an interesting show because we're getting both companies involved in it, so it kind of a you know night and day difference there. All right, well, this is going to do it for tonight's Off the Ropes episode eight. Uh, we'll have a review show of these pay per views at some point, probably next week. We'll have to find a time we can get back together. But until next time, for uh, KO, the Tari left for Brandon, Jeremy, and Matt. I'm Brett. We'll catch you next time right here on the Off the Ropes, Episode 8, Night of Champions, AEW Double or Nothing Edition. Good night, everybody. The revolution is televised.